and welcome to episode 57 of Muse on Marvel. It's marvelous. I'm your host, Nigel. I'm Josh. I'm Chad. And we're back. Did you guys think we were dead? We thought we were dead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we had unintentional, uh, an unintentional four to five weeks of holiday when I really only intended for about two, but... You know, sometimes that's how the cookie crumbles. I actually was rip roaring to do content. There's a couple of those weeks where I was like, we got, I got a, I was excited about topics. Um, but yeah, just holiday stuff got in the way. Hol- holiday stuff. Yeah. It wasn't like there's an MCP malaise, more just like a, uh, you know, it's like cold and winter sucks and we have family stuff. And That's definitely true. My brother came to visit for two weeks, so he was here for a solid, it was like a solid 15 or 16 days living with me. So that made it, uh, uh, very enjoyable. I love my, there's no like strained relationship. I enjoy spending time with my brother, but, uh, yeah, it, it does make it so that, uh, other, other stuff doesn't tend to happen. So this week, well, uh, no, no, no. Okay. So March 1st, we talked about in the pre ramble, the March 1st X-Men come out, blah, blah, blah ruled on. Okay. So we talked about like a lot of the new stuff already. We did all in the pre-ramble. Our pre-ramble has a actually a lot of Marvel content, so I guess keep listening to the pre-ramble. The the uh, ragging on Infamous is pretty short. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Undeservingly short. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know what has there really actually been any news uh, to talk about that we haven't talked about. That's like Not we that. shut down. We shut down for four and a half weeks, but so did. So did fucking AMG. So yeah, um, it's you know, more like four and a half months. Feels like <laughs> that's true. That's October true. was the last time they really gave us anything. Well, not if you're playing Shatterpoint, my man. <clears throat> yeah. Well, and I don't actually wanna talk about actually. <laughs> yeah, we don't have. You do want to want to talk about them, or you don't want to talk? About them? I don't want to talk about. Them. Okay. Okay. <laughs> talk about what? I missed what you said. One of the Ewoks. Oh. One of the Ewoks has been spoiled. So. Um, yeah, I think all we know, we know that we have dates for, uh, the Wakanda Rivals pack, and we know that the X-Men are coming out in March, and we talked about that a little bit in the pre-ramble, so. Does it just mean it feels weird that they did all three boxes in one month? Yes. Yeah, it is weird. I agree. Because they normally just do one box a month, or two boxes at most, right? Uh. One, one to two? Yes, I feel like that's the average, although... For the year that we, the year and change that we've played, that felt like the average. I think it was like more than that early on, and obviously it's been quite a bit it, less than that lately. I think if they had their druthers, they would do the two two a month, and they probably would have released stuff over the last like three months if they could have. I'm guessing it's just like logistics problems that they just sort of keep, you know, uh, tucked under their cap. It definitely could be. Um, I had thought that I'd heard from some people that they typically don't release things in December and early yeah, January. Just, correct. Um, uh, but like it's been slow since, uh, like October, right. Or it's like, it's been pretty slow. Yeah. Uh, they well, basically had no like releases since, yeah. yeah. Since the course that like I joked about Shatterpoint, but even Shatterpoint, it was like they pushed everything out. And then about the same time that MCP dro- stopped dropping Shatterpoint, they were like done with Shatterpoint for the year. And like, late September or whatever. And was like, what the fuck? Mm. So yeah, it does seem like it's like a logistics thing. Cause I can't imagine they decided that they don't want to make money. Oh, did I cut out? Yep. Just a little bit. 
It sounds like you're saying they don't want to make money. That is what I said. I said, I can't imagine that they don't want to make money. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know why I'm cutting out. I'm like, I'm hard lined in. So it must just be. uh, Maybe it's my Wi-Fi. No, no, it can't be. You're affecting Chad, too. Yeah. Uh, (coughs) It's just uh, it's just my shitty system, I guess. Huh. I'm su- I'm surprised this Apple IIe doesn't really have it where uh got like you just got like 30 30 tabs of porn <laughs> open. <laughs> 30, those are rookie numbers constantly. Yeah, you're <laughs> Apple IIe was the green screened. That what, that's what you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the little green screen floppy is. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, made the <laughs> made the chattering noise whenever it it got the disk and was reading the disk. Yeah. <laughs> It was good times. Your, good uh, times. Yep. Your Discord packet has to fight off like 600 packets of like, hey, have you ever heard of Jerkmate? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I like I feel like if I just have that much going on, it's like the strongest will survive. You know, it's natural selection. Yeah. For the for the best the best yeah. streaming product. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> truly the marketplace of ideas it, it really is yeah. yeah yeah this is this is the dystopian future that i that i've chosen <laughs> <laughs> all right well what should we talk about guys like you said well, uh a little bit of a malaise but it sounds like nigel you had some topics that you were excited yeah, about, let's compare so. and contrast so last weekend uh kansas city had a tournament where they did uh battle realms battle realms we were kind of excited about like yeah. a month ago they decided to do it yep we were excited about it. Then we played a bunch of games. Then, and I, per- I personally got like entirely unexcited about it. Yeah. Um, are you still excited about it? I don't know how you feel about it totally, but I think I'm probably somewhere in between uh, because I wasn't on the receiving end of a nonsensical beatdown, yeah. uh, like trying to play like, like, hey guys, this format lets lets everybody play right. And then I came in and I was like, no, Nigel, fuck you. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. Um and part of that was just because it seemed like a lot of the excitement. So like I put I deliberately built a list for that Battle Realms where I don't know. Like I don't know if this is the best way to frame it. I guess I should just start out by saying it is as I've as I've mentioned before, it is my opinion that there's no whatever it is that's in the game that you think shouldn't be in the game, like you're wrong. It's supposed to be in the game. It was designed for it to be that way. And uh, so whatever you think is like not okay, et cetera, et cetera, like you're probably wrong. The only thing that like I think might that might be true about is possibly CGR because he's so new that maybe he's like a little overtuned and uh, and the numbers tell me that Sam is bullshit. Um, and I now after battle think that Thanos I don't understand why people are not wailing and gnashing their teeth on the forums about Thanos 24-7 because he's like, been rebalanced in some way a few times already and models that work with him have been rebalanced and then the gems have been unrestricted unrestricted and like, <laughs> it just doesn't matter what he does is just so fucking egregious yeah. Just, yeah it just is like it just shouldn't be in the game it's like not on the on the scale of anything else that's in the game yeah. we, can get to, we can get to that in a minute um, yeah. uh, really I just wanted to frame it with that because it's my it's my belief that the game is pretty well balanced I think it's pretty well balanced because I think the AMG's design, not because I think AMG's design team is like 
exceptional at game balance. I think they're good, uh, but I don't think they're exceptional. I think they just recognized that balancing a um, uh, like an uneven uh, or non what is what's the term non symmetrical. Mm-hmm. Uh, like a non-symmetrical game asymmetrical. like chess. Asymmetrical, thank you. Thank you, that is what I was looking for. Yeah. The balancing an asymmetrical miniatures game is uh, like a nightmare yeah. that no nobody ever, no game company ever has been wholly and fully successful at doing it. And so they wrote rules so that they didn't have to balance. And that's why you can play anything with anything. I don't think, I don't for a second buy that all the guys at AMG are like these huge comic book fans who just like really relish the team up books that are like, like wacky and off the wall. I think they just recognize that that makes for a game that makes it easier to keep balanced. So yeah. I would, based on the, the nature of the game, I would be surprised if you couldn't generate, uh, like if they, if it didn't feel pretty balanced, but I, I, I think the game is, is pretty well balanced overall and uh, enjoyable to play, but there is like well regular internet wailing and gnashing of teeth, and it sort of felt like this battle royale was proposed as a way of like keeping things out of the game that shouldn't be in the game, and so I designed the list for our testing that I was going to take down to KC if we went uh, with the mindset of like I'm pretty sure that this doesn't accomplish that, mm. and um. Well, I guess I'll let Nigel tell whether or not he thinks I was successful with that, but I think yeah. that I was successful with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was like, that was the 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 thing that was super obvious was like, I'm trying to play Sentinels, and so I've got to get, I've got to get Sentinel Prime and Nova. I can actually kind of live without Nova, but your list building is like pretty trashy. Like your mm-hmm. options are get pretty, to try to make affiliation get pretty sus um, without her. Um, but like, the amount it was easier to snipe out and make difficult the life of a person just trying to play sentinels than it was a person who was trying to just see get cgr and thanos on the table so like it it just a hundred percent didn't work for the concept of what people think it might be you know it's not it's not league of legends where you're like we don't want to see right pudge or right whatever, you know? it's you know, it's like it's not a legitimate pick and ban system where you just yeah. don't have to play against the thing you don't want to play because yeah. your opponent gets to pick a model first like that's the deal if you want it to be like a real pick and ban then you have to make it so that you get to ban before anything gets picked but you can't do that in this game because of leadership because of how leadership works so it's just like it's just a format that's like doomed to not work if that's what you want it to do if you want it to just be like a cool format that like gives you different ways to think about list building i think it does that so, like, I'm not super down on it in terms of, like, if everybody actually, if we had a group of 10 people and we all agreed, like, yeah, we're, like, this is the spirit of what we're going to try to do. Let's, like, do it. And we would, like, cleave to that spirit. Like, I think it would be fun, a fun format. Ultimately, what you're saying is that we would be playing Battle Realms with the timelines. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Which is, like, just play timelines then. And, like, right. I 100% am, like, I other than I hate having to make three lists, I think timelines is a hundred percent the way to go. But yeah, now that I think about it, I'm like, okay, they t- like battle realms was a huge swing and a miss and it definitely did not have enough time in the oven. And now I don't think timelines is fully cooked yet either, but it's definitely like a hundred percent of correction of battle realms. Yeah. I, yeah. If 
again, I like, I think there's a little bit of us presupposing what like the format is supposed to like quote unquote solve, or if it's even supposed to solve any. And that's the thing I've like, I'm like dubious about all of these sorts of things is I don't think that AMG thinks that their game needs to be fixed or solved. Right. Like, I don't, I don't think that they're approaching any of it from like a standpoint of like, uh, it's pretty broken now. Like what format are we going to come up with to save it? Well, let's here's the thing though that's really weird is i would have agreed with you i would have agreed with you pre-timelines not pre-timelines but i i would have agreed not with you i actually would agree with them i would have agreed with them like i didn't really think it needed to be fixed i'm usually the first proponent of like mm-hmm. you can't ban cgr because cgr you need to like counter this that and whatever it's like it all works as part of an ecosystem and like if you start correcting just the stuff you don't like because you don't like it then you're going to create a, a bad ecosystem in a different way um but after playing Battle Realms, I'm like, oh no, just fuck those models. <laughs> like, it, was, it, was, it was so trash. Oh my god. So here's the other caveat I'm gonna apply to this is that you like I basically was playing uh like we we're saying that it's in it's in Battle Realms, right? But really it was just like we played three games back to back in which I got to pick bring either Star or, uh, Guardians CGR, Guardians Thanos, or Inhuman CGR, Inhuman Thanos, and you got to play only Sentinels without Cassandra Nova in yeah. those matchups, right? So that was like because of the lists we we picked and brought. That was the experience that we had, and so I feel like your thought process on it would be different if you had brought a x-force battle realms list like i think you would still think okay this doesn't solve it like because it doesn't quote unquote solve anything but uh but i think you would be less like man i just got locked in the room after on an x-force roster like i don't think you know you could be you're i would be playing a list i at least wanted to play even if it wasn't to right meta thing but here's where i went through the other side and started like changing my thing and the, the other thing was like I had a discussion with Brandon Shirley about it, and I was like, this system's really flawed, and, like, I think maybe, yeah, maybe just banning six-point-plus models is just, like, timelines is the way to go, or, you know. Mm-hmm. And and he he actually comes out on it where he loves Battle Realms. He thinks it's, the it's like, an awesome way to play. Maybe not the main way you should be playing, but it, to him, it's, like, it's distilled the game to its, like, best things. And we're so different. We're so polar opposite on our opinions, but, like, if you want to play Sentinels, that you are that challenged to make Sentinels work and that like, it's like the disparity in power. So, okay. Like uh, just a quick comparison to like dead by daylight and dead by daylight. There's these, you, you play a, it's asymmetrical and you have a survivor. A survivor has four perks and each perk gives you kind of really specific things. And there's a, a meta, you know, like a, a, and there's a perk called no mither. And it's basically you start the game already injured and you can never be healed. So you only, you're always injured, which means if the killer looks at you wrong, you just fall down. And um, it's the advantage of it is that you're quieter and you don't leave blood trails. And then you can, if the killer knocks you down, you can recover. So you're, you're like super tough, but you're always at the edge of death. And, um, but it's a horrible perk. It's like widely regarded as just a stupid perk that people just meme Lords play it. And the game developers said, yes, uh, this perk is for people who want to play the game on hard mode and would challenge themselves. That isn't, I don't think in a retail experience, 
you could do that with miniatures. I don't think that like that Sentinels are no either. I don't think that makes a lot of sense when people pay good money and like the models and stuff like they shouldn't be that stupid, you know, like because that was like Brandon's take was like, well, yeah, you're playing Sentinels. You deserve to lose all your games. Like, what are you talking about? It's I'm not playing like a, a meme perk. I'm playing like a faction that you could buy in earnest that you actually thought would be good. So like, well, not only you know, that, it's some of the most expensive models in the game. Yeah. And it's just it's, well, it's actually one. it's such it's such an insane take. I get that there should be things that are like under the curve. But, you know, in a retail situation, maybe maybe not like not so much. It should be like, you know, like that in Battle Realms just made it worse. It was like 10 times yeah. more. Yeah, Battle Realms. Battle Realms made it worse. There's no question about that, because I think the thing that became clear to me uh, when thinking about it and then us playing it, like building for it and then playing it is it's so much easier to just it with 15 models to just guarantee that you're taking something that's fucking like uh top of the curve and then banning the answers to it. Yeah. Um, or just making your opponent's life harder with your bands than it is to like try to ban the things that are like top of the curve. Like that's never going to happen. You're not going to get them all. Mm-hmm. Like you're going to have to play against some of them. And if you don't come to bear for that, like if you don't come with your own top of the curve shit and Sentinel prime is top of the curve or close to like, not like he's not Thanos, but like, I would say he's in the upper tier of models in the game. Yeah. But like, that's not enough by itself. Not when you have to play, uh, like a Mark four and taskmaster to be affiliated. Like it's not (laughs) like, that's just, that's like, I, I like, that's where you and I, I think, differ a little bit in terms of our opinions of sentinels is i don't think sentinels work if you are not able to play sentinel prime and cassandra nova i think nova is super important to sentinels working and by working i mean winning 40 percent of your games um so you know you don't have her i think now you're like a 30 percent win faction and that's that's rough particularly when you're playing against thanos cgr uh black bolt like that's a good luck situation yeah. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I agree. I like. I'm not opposed to going down and playing Battle Realms. I thought it was like an interesting, but I don't think. Like I said, I don't. I don't know that it really adds a whole lot over just regular MCP. Mm. And it. You're right. It excludes it. Like it exacerbates the difference between the lower tier and the higher tier. That's like the, that's like the opposite of what you want out of a format, like an alternate, an alternative format. Yeah. And and again, Brandon just sort of like flippantly saying, well, fuck you. That's what you get for playing them. Yeah. That's that's such a dad. That's a dog shit. Take like, that's the most dog shit take I've ever heard. It's like, um, you know, the game isn't about like, you know, Again, I actually would play Sentinels at an event, like a regular Sentinels yeah. list. I'm pretty sure you could get by. And yeah, maybe I'd have CGR and Thanos in my list to make points work at certain, you know, like that's the whole point is that you can take meta solvers, uh, you know, meta problems or meta solvers uh, when they're in your list. So like, uh, but yes, in Battle Realms, it's like <laughs> it was just too, t- it was like just, yeah, it was yeah. weird. But Battle Realms forces you to prioritize what you want to play. Like you're only going to get to play the things that you really want to play in battle realms. And you have to like construct your list in order to make it. Well, if your deal, so then you have two options. Your deal is like either I really want to be Sentinels affiliated, or I really want to play this powerful model. Well, I really want to play this powerful model is always 
better the better strategy there. So um, yeah, it's just uh, and I I don't think Sentinels is probably the only issue, but I in Battle Realms, but I do think that they're like probably the the worst option. The in most that format. bad option. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, I was bummed by our games, um, even though like I suppose technically. Uh, they like proved what my thought was about the format. Like, mm. uh, I was just like, that's too bad. Cause I would have liked it to be a more interesting format mm-hmm. and reducing options does not create, you think that adding 15 models to a roster would not reduce options, but I absolutely think it reduces options. Yeah. And, so. and, and when I say it, like the exacerbation basically was like, <laughs> how imbalanced the game can be. That's the other thing too, is like, mm. um, you know, a lot of like lip service people like will, um, I think in those games, I probably could have made better plays, but I think in some of them I made like, basically I squeezed every last drop out of my models. That I could. Yeah. And I was so fucking outgunned that it was yeah, like, yeah. I had really no agency. Yeah. They were the least close games. I felt like you and I have ever played. Yeah. Um, yeah. and like, it wasn't even like I didn't like I didn't have to think hard. You clearly like needed to think hard, yeah. you know, yeah. and uh, like I could just be like, that looks good. I guess I'll make that attack. Yeah. Uh, you know, like it was just it was so and like Thanos was the most like nonsensical part of the whole Like So this was uh, just this was I alluded to this earlier. This was the first time I've ever actually played with Thanos. I've played against him a few times. Collins played him. I played against him in tournaments and uh, usually pretty roundly got like rocked by him. But like whenever uh, I have played against him and he's like beat the crap out of me, I always like kind of felt like, oh, my opponent's like experienced with Thanos. Like, yeah, like he's got all these things that he can do. So like it really you really like have to think about like, you know, which of these things you're going to do on any given turn. So like, you know, he's got like a high skill floor, probably. And then I played him and I was like, this is the first time I'm playing him. And he just, do- he just does it. Like he just does all the things, anything that you you just do it. You don't have to think about it. It just happens. Um, you just, and this is like, like this is after uh portal got banned or like restricted, right? Like I'm playing him after errata, And I just like, uh, the entire time I played him, I did not at any point think, Ooh, golly, this sure is fun to play Thanos. The whole time I was just like, holy shit, this is fucking bullshit. I shouldn't be able to do this and this and this all with one model in the same turn. Yeah. He's he is so far beyond anything else in the game. Uh it's like it's mind blowing to me that he exists. Yeah. And not only that he exists, that no one fucking plays him and that he gets complained about like well after many other models much less deserving of complaint yeah i mean he's been like sort of socially engineered out out of the meta in a way like everybody knows he's busted and so they just don't use them and so like they're constantly like clinging to the other things that are like just under thanos yeah (laughs) but it's like yeah thanos is and also thanos is a big big ask so like you see him routinely in guardian still but that's about it Right. Um, I get I get eight threat of unaffiliated model is like a lot to quote unquote give up. Yeah. Uh for. Except that it's like really not. Because we cling so hard. Like we're all like uh such like uh gullible humans 
I actually think that this this game, to a certain extent, is uh, like a social engineering experiment or something, mm-hmm. where it just demonstrates how many of us are like, well, I gotta play an affiliation. I'm playing an affiliation, because this is yeah. what I am. And it's just like, dude, there's nothing, like, there's no leaderships in this game, and there's no tactics cards in this game that are so powerful that they should compel you to play three models if another set of models is better. Like, mm. there just is not a single one that's so good that it warps the game to a point, with the possible exception of Sam's leadership, to the point where uh, it should warp the game. You should warp the game around it. Uh, but we do it because that's like, all of us want to play factions. All of us want to play, like, you know, like from an aesthetic standpoint, from an idea of like, well, here's these small incremental advantages I can add. So even from a tactical standpoint, we can justify it. Like, let me tell you, I think it's probably better to play Thanos unaffiliated than to force yourself into like to not play Thanos and play leadership, your leadership mm-hmm. you want to play or your like your one busted tactics card that you want to play. Like, yeah, Thanos is better. He is better than everything else that happens in this game. Yep, that was uh, the the segue into the next. Well, not really a segue, but a side tangent we'll get into later is like I played uh, against Aaron Franklin playing unaffiliated, and his oh, yeah, basically goal is, was to that play is what Thanos, he's doing. That is what he's stuff. doing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that yeah. was also just gross. Yeah, it turns out that's just stupid, especially when it's like you know he's got kind of two different. He's got enough models in his list where it was like <clears throat> saber tooth and venom type models, so that you can like double dip on. Um, uh, you know, Death's Decree, which mm-hmm. was disgusting, but also he's got like a billion other ways to kind of go with it. Like, you know, there's a lot of parts of aspects of Thanos that like abuse models doing stuff, you know, like, so yeah, it was like super rough. I was like, oh, this is just gross. And he didn't, he didn't care about being affiliated, which was like interesting to see because yes, the, the leadership essentially is Death's Decree <laughs> yeah. at that point. And it was yeah. plenty good enough. That's like, we, I like leave all there are leaderships in the game that are very, very good, that have like a very good effect that definitely like up your level. But if your deal is I don't want to play Thanos because then I don't get my leadership, you're probably wrong. <laughs> that's that's all I'm saying. Yeah. You're probably making the because um, he, he's nonsense. What a fucking nonsense model. Yeah, you could just play him like I was just thinking like X Force, you could go. Cable, Honey Badger, and Thanos. That would be gross. That would be like a gross list. Because like, you know, Honey Badger is going to be flipped instantly, and then she's going to be hitting for like nine die attacks, and then you still have like Cable with like seven die shots that with double rerolls and stuff, and the shields on Thanos and sacrifice. You're gonna have so many dumb co- like it, it. Just that would be good. Like you're playing fifteen on Gamma, and you're shoving that garbage. Like you could make so much stuff like in affiliation work by just shoving it in there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like you can still fit an eight threat into most affiliations, yeah, and play affiliated. But you can uh, also play, uh, you know, Apex Predator or slash Logan, uh, or even just right. You can play like Wolverine and um, Deadpool or somebody just that's like gross on the backside or whatever. Like, um, yeah, you could just you could you can just play unaffiliated that way and just call it a yeah. day. Um, and in, I I think too like the uh, Aaron's unaffiliated list, you know, it kind of, I don't know if it's, it didn't, you know, he got there at a conclusion of just wanting to see it done. But like, you know, the thing was like, I'd always wanted to play uh, Weapon X 
with Thanos because I thought that'd be gross. And he's he's like, yeah, I did that. It was gross. And essentially his uh, <laughs> essentially his unaffiliated was the Weapon X with uh, it was basically Weapon X list. Like he could have been affiliated with Weapon X if he really wanted to in a lot of those cases. Right. Um, but yeah. Oof. Oof. What's weird, though, is that in a tournament setting, like I've beat Thanos with Hulkbuster. Like I had Hulkbuster in X-Men and I like, you know, I've beat I've beaten Thanos at tournaments like sometimes he. Yeah, but that's just the thing is if you make the list you really want to make and you actually get to kind of counter what he's doing. But in that in that battle realms, I had like. It was so hamstrung that it was like impossible. It was like, well, it was even like uh like I got to switch into it too during the picks because I don't think because I didn't take Star Lord because I was down the Inhumans route. I think we both like uh, we both had just kind of written him off as yeah. like a model that I wasn't going to play, and then like I got to looking at the threat value and was like, oh, seventeen with the models that I've taken so far is like kind of awkward when I want to play Medusa, but I could just play. Uh, <laughs> Black Bolt, Medusa, and Thanos. So I guess I'll take Thanos, and that seems fine. And it mm-hmm. was very, it was very fine. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. His uh, damage resistance has games where it just like breaks the back. Like <clears throat> in the X Force and X Men, it tends to be sort of the same as regular DR, um, you know, because you're just blasting them off the table. Um, but in a lot of lists where you're chipping, you know, DR to zero is like backbreaking, especially with Reality Gem. It's like, he just doesn't yep. take damage. And that he doesn't pay for it is like yeah. that blew my mind. I actually just thought he paid for it till I I played him. And then I was like, you stopped me because I was getting ready to pay. I was like, uh, or no, I think I was just like, uh, I can't I can't reduce that to zero because I don't have any power. And you're like, uh, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's like, oh, my there, God. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also you you thought it was limited to um, like. I was like, yeah, I'm gonna throw this into him, and then you're like, okay, well, I'll take it. Like, you don't, you don't take the, you know, the collapse. No, it's yeah, like, it's just, yeah, it's, like, it's, it's just he just has the best version possible. Mm-hmm. It doesn't exist that way on anybody else. I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it doesn't. Yeah, it's all of his rules are so fucking nonsense. Kingpin's the one you thought of. Kingpin plays the way yeah. you thought he played. Right. Yeah. Kingpin has That's like has bills as well. Yeah. Yeah. The same. Uh, no. No. Bill says from an enemy attack. Doesn't it? No, you're right. You're right. Never mind. Yeah, it's it's. I think Bill and Kingpin have the same. For some reason, yeah. I say there's a small difference, but I'd have to look it up, which I will do. But um, yeah, now he's he's stupid. He's the stupidest model in the game, and he shouldn't exist. Like I understand it's Thanos. It's got to be good, but he just plays on a totally different plane than anything else. Yeah. Well, that being said, pretty excited about timelines. In fact, since then, I. It, I might have fought harder to like try to squeeze a run out there, but I was like, yeah, <laughs> I think our games on Saturday is like, that's what you were playing. Yeah. All I was going to see. I didn't see any reason to see anything else. And I didn't care. I didn't care because you, because it exists and it, in the face of everything else is irrelevant. Like I just it, like, I was like, okay, I have like literally zero interest in this format anymore. Cause it's like anybody not playing that is just an idiot. who's wasting their time. And I don't want to run into that all day. Yeah. <laughs> have these, no. like, super not you know when the game becomes symmetrical because it's the only way to play it it's like yeah i almost i knew like i knew that so i didn't like push it here like i knew that you were like pretty much like nope screw that uh format i almost drove myself down just to play just for the 
for shits and giggles, but oh, I don't if you know. said something, I would have actually. I, I just didn't also see any interest in chat, so I actually would have yeah. went. I, oh, okay. I even would have drove. I just was like, my interest was so low that I was just keeping quiet. <laughs> I gotcha. Well, that's what, like, I didn't want to force anybody else to go with me. And then I ended uh, up being like, I don't really want to go by myself. And yeah. I, I had things that I could do with my day if I didn't I drive see. down to Kansas City. So I was like on the fence, but yeah. it was close. I which always want to go down there and waste my time and play and stuff. I enjoy yeah. just the trip and stuff. But like, yeah, I just. Yeah, I enjoyed I, traveling yeah. with you guys and I enjoy seeing those guys like. Yeah. uh I think of them or us as like a kind of tiny part of our meta because yeah. um, they definitely influence us a lot. So, yeah, um, I always enjoy playing games with them and seeing them. That being said, afterwards, like I think Aaron Franklin, of all people, showed up with Sentinels, the idiot. He did. Yeah, I saw that. It was just for you. I'm I wonder sure how had, I, I wonder sure how he had a blast. Did. Yeah, I'm sure he never played the Sentinels. I'm sure he had a game plan to not play Sentinels. <laughs> <laughs> just, yeah. It's like, well, in the right uh, scenario where my opponent uh, is playing totally unaffiliated uh, bad models, then I'll play Sentinels. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but I'm excited about timelines. Well, that's a change for you that you're excited about timelines. Well, so, you know, after but- after seeing the, the black hole of uh, <laughs> what the game could be, then I was like, well. Timelines does do the one thing that they have to rip the bandaid off and do, you know, like they just rip off the six plus models, you know, like, uh, you know, it's it's like silly and whatever. And they can dress it up and call it time, you know, like whatever. But ultimately, that's what the format's doing. And then they're just adding a lot of complications onto it to sort of like make everybody pay penance for getting what they want. I don't know. It it is surprising to me that they didn't call it like uh, like a standard format or like a limited format or something yeah. like that as opposed to like dressing it up and calling it timelines and then saying like it has something to do with like this is like people in a storyline without cosmic powers but then that's like justification for not having like blade yeah. <laughs> like, like okay sure i guess um when and then you look at it and you're just like oh it's like minus all the boogeymen except for mystique and she doesn't get to bring uh uh uh, distraction or whatever it's called. Yeah. Why am I blanking on the deception? Well, <laughs> yeah, she's only even a, yeah. Oh, there's a deception band. Yeah, deception's not part of not oh, part of a, the, yeah, the mystical power. Apparently, the yeah, um, ex- exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is the this is the point of uh, Mystique's career when she didn't know how to shape shift into somebody that would lure you away. Yeah, and she, and, and again, the thing too is like. Is she even degen in a situation where the other things that are banned don't exist? Like, isn't she just more degen when she's like funneling people into Malekith or whatever? I mean, walking, it kind of doesn't matter if you're playing Malekith or you're just playing like a bunch of good models. Walking your opponent's model into the middle of your forces like early on, you're going to be able to beat them and flip them, right? Like, that's like, so yes, I think deception is just like upper tier, like. But to me, it's like the upper tier that should exist, like not like a like a bannable thing or a staple like to but, a pretty mid three. Right. Uh, Yeah, I think so. But I know there are plenty of people who don't think that she's mid that they think that she's like quite good. So I don't want to write her off without having played her very much. Mm-hmm. But yes, I, I do agree with that statement currently. Um, But like Spider Gwen is uh, I go spiders not there. 
and I like mentioned that I was like nice cosmic band and I think Colin was like well you know she's like a spider-verse character so that's why and I was like what that cannot possibly be the explanation and if it is it's stupid because every one of the spiders is a spider-verse character right like well, her, the, re- her, the rest of them are from the 616 she's actually from a different uh verse whatever, whatever multiverse level what do you want to call it well think of the is, right now. is mcp supposed to be in the 616 the base character all the base characters are <clears throat> only the Gwen characters and now uh, I'm, I'm going to be wrong on this probably, but I think just the Gwen characters are the ones I can think of that are not six one six. Oh, I get, Oh no. And cosmic ghost Rider, hmm. which those are the only two I can think of that are not six one six. I mean, I don't know anywhere near enough about these comics to even begin to challenge it, but I'm just <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> well, most of the characters are in everything. So it's, that's sure, my point. But- yeah. <laughs> but like the Gwen characters are literally Gwen Stacy dies in 616. That's like one of the defining moments of Spider-Man. He, he kills her trying to save her. Yeah. I've seen the Andrew, whatever. Yes. That. Yeah. Um, but how does that jive with, uh, Tom Holland's Peter Parker? Cause he never even meets a Gwen Stacy. That's or is, is, or is MCP, or I mean, is the MCU not 616? It is, but it's also highly changed. It's highly modified because the Hulk's different from the major 616 Hulks. Yeah. It's a much later one. Uh, and Professor Hulk? When are we going to get Professor Hulk in this game? That's what I want to... <laughs> there's, there's a couple other I can't... I won't be able to think of. I'll think of like halfway through the cast and just shout them out, but there's, there's some <laughs> major liberties taken there. I look forward to your uh, Marvel character Tourette's. Yes. <laughs> so yeah, and overall, you look at the list, and it looks very clear to me that it's intended to be a pared down. Use newer models. Don't use these models that are bro- like generally broken. It is like a limited. It is a, an intentionally limited format. Um, and why they didn't just call it that as opposed to like dressing it in like this theme? I don't know if they thought the theme would sell the concept better to people or whatever i'm I mean, not sure the people that are banned are literally in a theme the themes are non-616 space well it's not just 616 it's non-space so non-cosmic non-mystical powered and non-multiverse and that's basically that that's everybody that's banned is one of those three yeah but how is that a theme it's the theme of this is the 1960s comics basically with that some of the newer guys <laughs> Look, all, right. all that matters is that they fixed the game with this loose premise, and uh, <laughs> that's sweet. What do you think? But you have to play uh, three lists. Yeah, 600 models. I, yeah, I just uh, wish it was one list, and I would be actually kind of excited to try it. Yeah. I mean, we can do that. Uh, we can yeah. push the we can push the KC guys to run a timelines tournament that's just like, that's the list that you can build from. Yeah, could be, and yeah. we could even do... Um, Maybe we can make an arrangement with KC to do like three timeline events and we'll host one up here. So then it's like three rounds. <laughs> we'll host of... one up here, but they got to bring up all the all the terrain and extra mats. And... No, no, we've so got, basically... the, we well, got, we, we've got, we've got, we got at least, terrain up here. We got at least four or five tables worth of terrain. Yeah. Well, I mean, if we count non-painted terain, yeah, I'm sure. No, no, I think if but... you take the infinity terrain out from uh, Mayhem, the, the muse tables, the, yeah, mm-hmm. you could easily dress up a bunch of MCP. I, I'm sure we could. I just, yeah, no, I do fine. appreciate that. It's almost all AMG train at the KC tournaments. Yeah. 
that I makes don't. it nicer. A- AMG, AMG doesn't make terrain that's playable, like the cars and stuff. At least with the like Strompost, it's like flat surface. <laughs> it's like it's like hmm. boxes, you know. Well, okay. There's no yeah, arguments I... on sides on the AMG stuff. Oh, I see. That's more of what I was getting at. You can't because that's uh something I'm notorious about. Not even think about talking about it with my opponent until halfway through the game. I'm just gonna go into this to mayhem with a sharpie, and I'm just gonna write a bunch of numbers at the bottom of all the. <laughs> Technically, it's my, I made it. I twelve size twelve. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> How am I ever gonna throw this thing? <laughs> Let's see if I get She Hulk and Hulk, Hulk and, and play three cards. <laughs> Agents of Smash. Yep. Gar is technically correct. The best kind of correct. For which, which one am I technically correct about? Just like all of it. The, okay. This whole, yeah, the yeah. whole, the whole last five minutes of discussion. Mm-hmm. Go on then. <laughs> I win, I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So uh, you're excited about timelines, but you're not going to Adepticon. That's right. So you just hope that we have like a timelines limited format to play. Yeah. Okay. I'm, my guess is that everybody's going to come back from Adepticon being totally recharged and loving MCP because Timelines was so cool and saved the game. Yeah. Um, so even though, even though the game's at the healthiest it's ever been. If I were if I were like a cynical person, I would point out that you might be excited about that concept because um, no models in X-Force are unavailable and every other list has models unavailable. Um. I don't know if that's entirely true because in timelines you have to play. I can't play three X Force list, so like. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm just saying, like your dream of if this was just the the models that you could pick from to play MCP, it would solve the format. Yeah, well, you know, name one X Force model that's good. Uh, cable. You, you really can't. And then. <laughs> Look, I'm constantly blown away by how good Black Bolt is, and he's not as good as Cable. <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> but who, uh, okay, here's the problem with the X Force thing. It's it's sort of a, a misnomer because uh, X Force is almost entirely like the only model in X Force that isn't an, an X Men model. So the only model X Force is getting that everybody else isn't is Deadpool, and that's just for some reason Deadpool's an Avenger and not an X Men. Uh, and then but X Men get all the rest. So it's like you know technically if I played X Men I'd be in the same boat. Well, I guess that's true. Except that X-Men are missing their models. That's so true. It makes, so it makes X-Force more desirable. Maybe. Oh, I can't. Yeah. yeah. I do what? want to get back into playing again. I got to like, uh, after that, uh, the nice thing that is that we haven't played for like a month. So, or however long since You that. haven't. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, we got a game uh, in last week. I didn't realize how much after the Battle Realms, how healthy it was to not play for a while. <laughs> yeah. I, well, the That's worst part fair. too is I did though. After Battle Rubs, I was like still like smarting, like, hmm, I gotta prove this game isn't dog shit. And I immediately played like Aaron Franklin's like Autophilia. I was like, okay, no, it's still it's still hugely dog shit. <laughs> I, I think I think I was playing Sentinels in that too. Yeah. Like, oh, Maybe just stop playing Sentinels. Yeah, I but think that I was like I was twenty and oh, and then I was like twenty one and oh, and then I since then I'm like twenty two and I'm like twenty two and six. I mean yeah. That sounds to right. be fair. When, that was all when you basically first started playing the game, and um, when I when I yeah, first started, like I the, was like nine and zero with Asgard, and then lost like the next fifteen games straight. No Sentinels. I didn't start playing Sentinels till um, like a month before. Like it was like a little bit after. It was between it was, Second Wind and Warfare Weekend. Was it was the games. it was the spring? 
Like you, we had started playing in October, and then by the spring, you were playing Sentinels. Yeah. And then I played them at Warfare Weekend for like the memes and uh, continued my streak, even though I was like, but the Warfare Weekend was the one where I'm like, maybe they're actually okay because I'm like beating people that are actually trying to win games. <laughs> but then, I think you can go on a hot streak with them um, yeah. and win some games and feel good about it. But yeah, they're not. I I would say that you kind of painted yourself in a corner here, Nigel, because you started out with X-Force before the updates. And then you're like, well, now they got updates and they're good. So I'm going to try to mainline Sentinels here for a while. <laughs> I just wanted <laughs> them to work. I didn't even want to play Sentinels. Sentinels weren't even on my mind. I'm, I'm actually all still like X-Force and X-Men. I'm actually yeah. kind of excited about X-Men, but like the the conversation you know they were basically saying sentinels are unplayable in battle realms and i was like i inherently want to not agree with that opinion because i right. like to think that the game is better balanced than that it's sure. not no they're totally right they're just unplayable trash like it's a the game is like literally you throw balance completely out the window and uh the it's <laughs> at, for whatever reason that's what they like about that format and that's just not i'm not having it i don't yeah miss, missing me with that shit so well, maybe uh, we'll table Battle Realms for a while and come back to it in the future when you don't want to force Sentinels and see if you still feel terrible <laughs> yeah. about it. I, I think, actually, that's the thing, too. I think I probably would feel pretty terrible about it. Like, I could make a good X-Force list, but mm. if, you know, at some point I'm going to run into what you were playing, and that's yeah. going to be... At some point, be, like, probably every every other round, minimum. Minimum, if not every round. And then also, like, because anybody not doing it is just wasting their time. They're all, like, memeing. And I think I could make a pretty good, like, I think my X-Force list would be, well, actually, here's what my actual issue is, is that my X-Force list would just be an adaptation of what Josh was playing, because that's all you can do. If you're going to play Defenders, you better have CGR and Thanos in your fucking tray, because you're going to have... You're going to have a dual of fill like Emma Frost Defenders or X-Force and Emma Frost with a bunch of degenerate garbage. And people basically get to like choose their own adventure on how degenerate, what degenerate shit they're going to, what degenerate <laughs> version of. I think, I think for me, the the format just degra- degrades down to, I just put Emma Frost in every list. And then. I, th- I think she's the easiest way to solve it. But I think the Guardians in Humans was pretty clever because it like worked really well. Like you just couldn't draft around it. Well, it, so, it, Guardians and Humans and even throw Emma Frost in there for the. Well, no, you can't. Never mind. You didn't, didn't, nor did I need it. The whole point was I was like, okay, so uh, how do I how do I make it so that I can first pick CGR to make it so that I play CGR every single game in this format? Like what what looks good with that? And I was like, well, I guess they only get one band before I get to pick two. So uh, if I just have Star Lord and Black Bolt on my tray, and then you just build out from there, and like, yeah, it's like. Like once you come to that conclusion, it's like not that hard to get there. But uh, yeah, more I think about it, you don't need it in that list. Yeah, you don't. <laughs> That's really, uh, so I was she's picking your leader first, but you're definitely not. No, no, picking CGR first. I mean, when we played, I would occasionally like. I think in our three games, I think I did pick Black Bolt first, like at least one of the games, if not two of the games. Um, just because I think we played the first one. And CGR like stomped all over his dick, and I was like, "Okay, well, that wasn't any fun for either of us, so I'll just start with Black Bolt. You can ban CGR." And like, I don't even know if he did. He might have banned uh, Crimson Dynamo in that situation. Yeah, I think I was. I kept banning Crimson yeah. Dynamo. Yeah, he was just like, "You're not going to get to play Dynamo," and I was like, "That's fair. He is like a totally model, so I get that ban." But um, 
Like, I, there's nothing that I have on the tray that can, like, replicate weight. Because you had Thanos or CGR, right. yeah. I didn't think there was a big point. So I was like, I'm going to take up my models that are going to make those models more annoying. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, I I guess my question for you from this discussion is, uh, like you say, I think that, you know, if you're doing something besides that, that you're kind of memeing. Um, so do you feel the same way about regular everyday normal format vanilla missionary mcp no are I you think missionary missionary mpcp is in a good place as i did have, i did get to a point where i'm like you know that was like the the void of staring into is like mm. it, you know do you is everything just a gravy boat that needs to put um thanos and you know cgr like but no i don't think so like the whole point of a regular list is you can tech if you don't like cgr You've got uh, Miss Mar. You've got Captain Marvel, like the four or five pointers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ultron's great against him. You've got a bunch of models that are like good against him. And even in my fifteen for Battle Realms, I had like Ultron too, who's just fine. As if it was just you, ha- you had to pick three models to get to affiliation, or I could block you from affiliation because you were and playing. If you played at fifteen points, you just literally yeah. couldn't play them. It's like right. okay, cool. Yep. Um, but yeah, yep. It was uh it was not a good it was not a good matchup for you but i guess uh i would i actually think that there is some truth that you're memeing a little bit if you don't play specifically guardians if you're if you're saying that you're a competitive player and you want to play at the highest competitive level and you don't take guardians cgr to an event i think that you're probably memeing a little bit but oh in a in a real normal event yeah Oh no, I don't think that's true in a real event. I think uh, that's true. In, I think that's true in battle realms. I don't think that's true. In a... I do. That's what I'm saying. Is I do think that that's true. I think there's like if you're the if you're gonna make arguments that like you can't play model X, you have to play model Y. It's just clearly better. Or you want to play this affiliation because then you get this tactics card, and like it's just that much better than having this as another tactics card. Like if you want to be a person that makes those arguments yeah. like there is there is a best list to play yeah but i think that the the thing is i don't necessarily believe that those arguments carry a lot of weight i'm just uh because i think that the game is like not granular enough for it to carry that much weight mm-hmm. um and i don't think that like uh slim like try i don't think trying to bank every single slim margin that you can is enough to like to like get you over the edge you know, like I, I think in like in a game by game matchup, it's like it doesn't make as much of an impact as just it's just your general play. Yeah. Um, but I uh, take take, for example, the mirror. So say you're it's Guardians. It's like finals table Guardians. Uh, it's uh, Star Lord CGR and Beta Ray Bill. Star Lord CGR and Beta Ray Bill plus a whatever, like whatever it takes to give them to 15. Sure. And you've got Pryo. They're playing a gamma research station. It's like the ultimate dickhead you know, jerk off fight. And uh, so they're playing at 15 points no matter what. And, and then it comes down to like, you know, I'm, this is one of those ones. Does the guy with Pryo, is he just winning like 70% of these games or does it matter if they mirror each other's moves? Like how much is there going to be opportunity to actually make plays versus just needing the dice to work out? I think it's just that you need the dice to work out. Yeah. Yeah, you need your CGR to one shot their star lord, yeah. and you. Need- I mean, you you can certainly lose the game by making bad plays. 
Mm-hmm. But but uh, assuming that you both play at a high level, a but assuming level. both of you have Star Lord on the back point, CGR the middle point, and like your floaters in in appropriate shots sure. or whatever, like yeah, you know you're you're gonna probably mirror each other's positionings too, just because that's gonna be optimal, and then it's gonna come down to just who's like who's exploding and one shotting and who's not. Yeah, yeah, I think that's the whole argument about why this game is so. Like people have a tendency to say it's competitive or it's not competitive. Uh, and MCP is competitive. I do think MCP is a competitive game. I don't. I think competitive is a sliding scale, and MCP is certainly not at the far end of competitive, uh, like most competitive. And it's not. It's not past the middle point either. Like player scale mostly game. matters, right? Exactly. But at the end of the day, the dice in this game are too nonsensical for it yeah. to be like a top tier competitive game. Yeah, that's just that's just a the reality yeah that's okay that doesn't make it a bad game and it doesn't make it a bad game for you to play with a competitive mindset mm-hmm. just recognize that like you know any given time you sit down across a player of like a relatively equal skill level and you guys are having a good game your game might just get like blown out by dice and like that's just a part of the that's just a thing that you need to accept when you play mcp yeah but also Never admit that you got blown up. Just if that's what your take is, just know that <laughs> yeah. you're wrong and the stuff. Just like just for, you know, just stow, stow it. It's like it doesn't matter. <laughs> like oh yeah yeah. Um, well, that's nothing about this game matters other than yeah. did you have a good time? Because because yeah. uh, Jesus, none of us are making a living. Only only the guys that work for AM making a CP. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think personally, like there's the two types of dice whining. There's the, uh, you know, I think everybody like this isn't like I'm not even free of this, but there's the dice whining about the entire game coming down to one roll, which yeah. I think is the most offensive version of this. Yeah, um, because if that's what occurred, then that was a good game. Right. <laughs> that means you both played well and one roll mattered, right. And that's literally the definition of a good fucking game. Right. Um. The the other one is the like consistent like i just feel like i was consistently rolling only two hits and they were consistently rolling two blocks and then just like whatever like they're 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 the conspiracy mm-hmm. theory that like the dice over a breadth of thing and sometimes it's kind of accurate it like can be true mm-hmm. like you could record i'm sure it happens but it's like also given a long enough timeline and enough games played it will 100 percent occur and it's like it'll just you know it's like well it is what it is you know um, like i i cognitively know that the amount of times that dice has had an impact on my games is much less than the number of times I feel like it's had the impact on, like made yeah. been the big deciding factor in the game. So like, I definitely know that. And like, I try even to, in, even in our games where we were playing and I'm like basically having my teeth handed to me. <laughs> yeah. And um, yeah, but I was noticing like in those games, like the dice were causing like aggravation for you. You were like, yeah. in a winning position yeah. and the dice were aggravating in spots like you, you had a turn where Sentinel Prime just like bullied or he like tanked like all the damage. Right. And um I just in my head, I was like, Yeah, you know, he's he's right. He has a reason to be aggravated in like the in the in the micro sense. Like it's a it was several rolls consecutively that just were kind of under curve against oh, against me was rolling way over curve on defense. But I'm like, you just just give it a turn. <laughs> like yes. I'm like yeah. I'm like, like you know, I was like in my head, and sure enough, next turn it was like <laughs> just the table explodes they're like okay we, it happened like you know um, that, re- that really should be the mcp mantra of like just give it a turn because like yeah. so often 
the game like completely turns from where you think it was and like yeah. you just you feel like so fucking silly or foolish like on the next turn that you like complained at all about something yeah. happening when all of a sudden you just like spike out of no smash something or whatever and like yeah that's just that's just the way the game is but yeah that's a huge lesson that i totally learned i don't i don't get too mad in game about dying no you're you're you are probably the absolute best of us at yeah. like just being like whatever it's dice yeah i get mad what? about other stuff i get mad about uh just game balance <laughs> yeah. or, uh, i get yeah. mad about uh like <laughs> i get mad about um uh if a player is doing something emotionally versus optimally, it will for some reason get under my skin. Mm. Uh, but it, I think that's also nonsensical. Like I know in my head, I'm like, why am I getting, why do I care? Just let them play. Like, you know, if they really hate honey badger that bad, they can go focus honey badger. I don't care. Like, like it's, it's like, whatever. What, I, don't, I don't need to be bothered with them. <laughs> like I know suboptimally or, but uh, yeah. I get excited when people do that. Yeah. Yeah, you sometimes you do. You like get so excited you'll point it out, and I'll be like, "No, I'm still killing Wong." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, Gar, you've been quiet. Is there anything you want to chat about? Uh, I thought I could really think of. Yeah, <clears throat> we have not a Great. whole lot new going. No, but you've been you continued or re picked up post holidays your uh your spider foe chase. I mean, yeah, I just play the same list because that's what was on my tray. But I'm uh. I have been enjoying them quite a bit and I've been trying to mix up the leaders every time. And that last game made me think that maybe I should just be playing green goblin always. Yeah. You played goblin against me this week. Um, which man, that guy has like such a, like, it's almost like they sat down in the studio and they were like, what mechanic can you think of that will be like the most irritating mechanic for your opponent to play into where it'll just like, every time you use your leadership, your opponent's just going to like <laughs> want to punch you like, just like a tiny little desire to punch you that they have to choke down every time you just use your leadership. And yeah. I think I'm pretty sure that's the discussion that they had. And then they landed on green goblins leadership. <laughs> yeah. Nailed it. <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was, I mean, it was one game, but it just seems so solid compared to some of the other leaderships I've played with. Well, it's like such an immediate, uh, unchangeable, like visceral, uh, gratifying response, right? Like you can see that it's going to make an impact and then it does make an impact like 66% of the time. So yeah, um, there was definitely multiple times where I needed to get like one or two damage in and you rolled one or two blocks. I'm like, oh, nope, go ahead and roll that one. Yeah, you, I could see on your face like, oh, thank God my guy survived or. Yeah, this effect on happening. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, the fucking leadership. Because you forget about it. Like every single time, you fucking forget about it. And this happens like whenever I play into Green Goblin, whether it's been uh, down in KC or against Colin or whatever. And I have played into Green Goblin quite a bit. And it's just like every time I know what his leadership does, I prepare myself before the game starts. I'm like, okay, Josh, you're playing against Green Goblin. Just remember that you're gonna have to reroll your defense dice. Just remember that that's gonna happen. But it still just hits you like a fucking sucker punch every mm -hmm. time. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, um, the thing I like about Goblin so much, and it's like so he's got the nonsensical Peter Parker rule, but just his leadership alone <laughs> yeah. is exactly the counter to Webs. Like it's like he's literally designed just to counter. Like yeah. they 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 knew Webs was a meta, and they made something. If you really hate Webs, you should be playing Green Goblin. Yeah, in my opinion. And then yeah. I, I, A, I don't, which I should. And then B, 
then they add they just on top of it though just to make it super obvious <laughs> also like by the way if peter parker's on the table you just get to take a free dump on the table and make them eat it <laughs> so fucking hilarious yep absolutely uh i actually feel like um you should be playing dynamo in your list to go along with green goblin because i can only imagine that just being like it's the most aggravating shit just an extra level of hell to like (laughs) on attack and defense just be like oh my god if you can get mysterio in there somehow and actually (laughs) actually mysterio dynamo is probably pretty obnoxious yeah i think absolutely that's probably a super obnoxious uh, combination and then then, uh grand illusion turns are going to cause some table flips yeah, not that I'm like, uh, you know, coming, I'm I'm not uh, reinventing the wheel here by suggesting that you play Crimson Dynamo yeah. in the game MCP, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, because somehow the, it's funny, somehow the, I think it's because Crimson Dynamo has to like pay the power or whatever, but uh, his ability is less aggravating than Green Goblin's leadership. I don't know why. I mean, it doesn't help or hurt that in a five-round game of me taking what or activating it what four times around, three times mm-hmm. around, it never once failed. That's I, true. I I hit. I converted a block every yeah. time. The only yep. time it failed was the one time where you're like, I didn't roll any successes. Why are you using it? I'm like, oh, <laughs> never mind. Yeah, I think I was like joyous that I had rolled blanks like ha your leadership sucks <laughs> <laughs> play around your leadership by whiffing yeah yeah you absolutely pummeled me that game what were you playing uh, in humans oh geez uh i didn't play cgr i've been like trying to play not like i don't feel like i'm not 100 percent avoiding playing him because i think it's good to play him and it's probably theoretically from uh do we want to perform well at tournaments as a group good for us to play into those models mm. um so i'm not like 100 percent trying to avoid him but uh i don't think there's like a lot for more for me to learn about playing cgr <laughs> um like i i get the the don't move him more than i have to kill stuff and modulate my power like got it so, um, and it's not like a fun experience when we just want to have fun games for CGR yeah. to be on the table for either one of us. So, uh, I'm trying to play more, um, Black Bolt Medusa because Medusa is just what a fucking amazing model. She's yeah. like, she's like the model that more than any other has me like enjoying playing in humans. Mm-hmm. Um, Black Bolt's fun, but, uh, Medusa is like, she's like, one i would put her in the top tier of enjoyable and powerful models in the game that that game was interesting though too because the the sinister traps what left toad at like no health yeah i had that i dealt like three or four i dealt three or four damage with sinister traps on toad and then he had to use his second action to walk back up to grab the the thing but at least i had the power to hop after it yeah and then you hopped away and then green goblin walked up and shot you Yep. And then but I couldn't take I couldn't pick it up. So he picked it up again and then ran to the back of the table and then I think I KO'd him with well laid plans. You did you attacked him to finish him. I well laid plans don't like a damage to him or something. It was uh just everything went was going my way. I, I wasn't like rolling nuts that game, but it was uh every little thing that could go my way did. Yeah, I also just like kind of felt outmatched 
and I probably didn't play. Uh, I probably made some bad decisions over the course of the game. There's nothing specific that I can point to, but I think you played well and you focused on things that mattered. I like tried to pick up. I tried to uh, identify like that I could get the extracts from you, and so like I tried to play with that, and I just like didn't think about or discounted well laid plans, which just like blows that strategy out of the yep. water. I, I so literally was holding everything until you stole all three yep. objectives. So it was just like it was like a poor line of play for me to chase after those when you have well laid plans, and so that was like a learning lesson for me because um, I think. I've played into Spider-Foes a decent amount, but I think I've only played into well-laid plans like three or four times. I feel like a lot of times uh, the Spider-Foe players don't take it because it's like dependent. Like, well, one, you have to have both original Ock and Green Goblin, right? Like in the yep. list. And then, um, you know, like it's dependent on what the extracts are about whether or not you do want to take it. But um, yeah, it's obviously a very powerful card. And so like, a lot of my early lines of play were dictated around gaining control of the extract game and when you have well laid plans that's just a bad decision so uh, that, I made, and this i don't think i even played this as robbery that game um or if i did it was at the very end just to seal it maybe i was thinking that you'd played it early but maybe i I'm didn't i was hold, i was holding it till okay. I, I wanted i held it at least until after you use quicksilver steel yeah that was my whole plan is not to use it until that happened i also like like i did a thing where i set up the quicksilver uh at like across from Rhino to try to steal the extract that you pick up on turn one and run away, uh, which often works for me. But a lot of times that it works for me, it's because I have Zemo in a list and I set him up where I get the reroll bubble on Quicksilver's attacks, like double attacks to like try and get the damage through and get the two power that I need to steal. Um, and I didn't have Zemo in that list, but I still like ran that gambit and that didn't pay off. So it was kind of like a waste of a, a first turn activation for Quicksilver that could have been used differently. Um, so I just I made a series of uh, bad decisions throughout the game. But then you were also like well matched into me. I felt like like your list uh, matched up well. I felt like it matched up better than when you've played been playing Ock as your leader, yeah. which is, which is curious because it was like a lot of the same model. Um, so I wouldn't have thought green goblins leadership would make that big of a difference, but it felt like you just hit me like much harder than you'd hit me before. And that obviously that a part of that's green goblin. So yeah, it was an interesting play line compared to doing mm -hmm. the new doc. Ock list. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the default would, I would think that Ock would be the leader you would want in Inhumans. Cause in Hume, I'm trying to play like, uh, relatively tight and punch you, but I also brought like a low punchy list. Um, you know, uh, I had Medusa, right? Did I have Medusa that game? Uh, I might not have had Medusa that game. I had Dynamo. I had Dynamo. I yeah, brought like Dynamo. two threes. Yeah. So like, I just didn't have a lot of punching power. It was like basically Black Bolt, but I was missing teeth. No Zemo, no Medusa. And that's like, I think the more I've been playing in humans, the more I've been leaning into. Um, if it's not a CGR game, then I want Black Bolt, Medusa, and Zemo as my first three characters, and then figure it out from there. Like, whether I want Quicksilver or I want uh, Crystal. What I do know is that I never want Miss Marvel, and I think I've played my last game with Miss Marvel in any no. fucking terrible. And she's getting replaced by Beast in my list at this point, so I can try out Beast, because I just... Uh, maybe... I don't know. I know there are people that like her, 
Um, and, you know, Colin tells me like, oh, she's an extract runner, but I don't see how she's an extract runner because she doesn't do it any better. Like, she's just a medium mover on a small base, and it costs her three power to get big and interact at two. So what makes her an extract runner? Like, I'd rather just have, uh, you know, Quicksilver do it or whatever. Um, and then, because she's a, you know, three dice defense, reroll one, but Quicksilver's three dice defense, reroll two. So, like, there's, like, no argument for her there. And then, yeah, she's a range four attacker, but it's only four dice. And if that's what I want, Crystal does that. So, like, do I want two of those models? I don't think so. And Crystal does it better. And everything costs her so much power, and she doesn't generate power well, but everything that is good for her to do costs three power. So she's constantly taking from Black Bolt's leadership in order to just be able to pick up a size two and throw it, or like transform and get like a five die punch where she theoretically gets to reroll two, but like often caps out at five damage. Um, and frequently it doesn't even, that doesn't even happen, right? You roll like five dice, hit a skull re-roll, re-roll, like still miss one, have three, knock two, deal one. Like that's like that, that sequence happens so often. And I've invested like such an amount of brain power into like setting her up and a, a decent amount of power into getting her transformed, trying to set up the smash. It's just like, she just sucks. I, I cannot find a redeemable factor in that model. And like, there are so many models in this game that I can find a reason to play, and she is not one of them. And I'm, I've tried, and I think I'm done. I think I've given up. Yeah. Um, we we should make a. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't know. I was like, uh, what do you think about her in comparison to Ant Man? Ant Man is much better. Yeah. He just like he does the thing that you want him to do without the power investment. Like yeah. he gets small at one. He uh, gets his place for zero, immediately, like, punches six dies, transforms. Like, it just doesn't cost him power for him to do his thing. For her to do her thing, it's, like, it's not just one power or two power. It's three power. It's three, yeah. and she can't throw when she's big, and she can't, like, she doesn't get the rerolls when she's small. And it, like, or get to do the smash play when she's small. And, like, it just so, like, often lines up, and like once you've turned into a big you don't get the opportunity to like flip back and then throw and like yeah. it's just it's so awkward like yeah. every time you play her it's awkward like she can't do any of the lines that you want her to do or she can't do it cleanly and it, it yeah it just she just like she's not electra bad like when i played electra like she's not that feeling like I guess if you made me play her, I'd be like, all right, I can probably do something with her. But man, she is not good. And yeah. she like, there's not a lot of models in this game that I've played and been like that frustrated with. But I like, I've probably jammed her like just against uh, chance because chance is new. And uh, we played a couple games. I took it as an opportunity to play her more and just like, like, I'm just like trying to put her down on the table every time that I'm like, like, have a question mark about who I should play just to keep trying to figure her out. And I can't for the life of me, I cannot figure out what she's supposed to do. She's supposed to be a three point Logan. <laughs> yeah. She's not that she's no, uh, she's no X 20. Um, so yeah, I like, I keep kept looking at beast and I was just like, I feel like beast does literally everything that she could like. Yeah. He doesn't attack at range four, but again, if I want that, I have crystal. Mm -hmm. 
And aside from that, like he still attacks at range three, medium mover uh, on a medium base, so he's faster. He can reroll. Like, yeah, she's got the inhuman reroll to additional rerolls when she's big, but Beast can just spend to reroll. Like the three power that she spends to change, put that into rerolls. So, like, it just, like, I have a hard time, unless I specifically think I'm facing a bunch of energy guns, uh, and, like, I have to pick between Beast or uh, uh, Miss Marvel for some reason. I cannot think of a reason why I would rather have Miss Marvel than Beast. So, we're going to try Beast for a while, because I'm, yeah. I'm done being frustrated by Miss Marvel. <laughs> okay, well, this is the first podcast of the new year. Mm-hmm. We should talk about uh, possible MCP New Year's resolutions. Yeah, that sounds good. Do any of us have any? I do. I can lead off if you guys yeah, want me sure. to. Okay. So, um, longtime listeners of the cast may remember that once upon a time, I had made the vow that I wasn't going to collect additional models until I had painted models. Um, now, that that may not have gone the way that I had laid it out, you know? As in, I might <laughs> still have a sea of unpainted models and own most of the range at this point. So that's pretty egregious. And um, we've talked for a great many years about expanding Muse uh, into uh, the video sphere and doing battle reports and whatnot um, for people to watch. Uh, I would really like that to happen. I have a house that uh, I've been working on way too long uh, with like nothing to really show for it, but I'm hoping to get it turned into a game room uh, where maybe we can set up cameras permanently, or maybe we can do it, you know, at uh, Nigel's place or somewhere else place. But I, mm-hmm. I am working on it for my place. So uh, okay. part and parcel of that is getting stuff painted. So how am I going to motivate myself to get painted? Because it's obviously been a challenge. What I've decided is um, I will not move on from a faction until I've painted the faction. I painted the 10-man roster that I'm playing with. So um, that'll give me incentive to paint because I do want to continue. I don't want to play against the humans for three years. (laughs) (laughs) I do want to play additional things. Um, I would like to go into maybe Brotherhood or S.H.I.E.L.D. or uh, Steve 3 Avengers next um, and give them a try. And obviously I want to get back to uh, Midnight Suns before second wind next year because i'd like to take them back to second wind and do better than my terrible uh performance this last year so um my goal is to kind of just paint 10 hopefully move into an affiliation where i can use one or two of those models the next roster paint 10 and i'm just going to work my way through it like that so hopefully i can do that on a month to month basis if i can get like a 10-man roster painted once a month that would be pretty sick. Uh, it would obviously be a lot faster than I'm currently doing. Nigel tells me it should be no problem if I put my mind to it because they paint up real quick and easy. So mm-hmm. that is sure. that is that is my New Year's resolution is to uh, not move on to another list until I've painted. But to make it through, there's like probably six or seven. I would like to play six or seven of this year. So um, so that's my New Year's resolution. Well, you stole basically mine. I'm, I'm my goal is to have one painted ten man list by the end of the next this year. By the end of the year, just one oh, yeah. ten man list. Yeah. Well, yeah, you you already have one. No, I don't. You have, you have a Wakanada one. Nope, uh, it's only half painted. Oh, I thought you had that thing fully painted. Uh, uh-uh. uh, I no. stopped halfway through and changed lists. 
So your New Year's resolution is to paint five models by the end of the year. Basically, I, well, <laughs> I guess if I went, if I did the Wakanda Asgard splash, I could get there within a model or two. Oh, Boom. shit. So paint one or two models by the end yep. of the year. Yep, nice. Nice. Ah, setting them goals high. Yeah. <laughs> yes, indeed. Proud of you. We'll see if I get one model a month and we'll go from there. Yeah. You were on like a pretty good roll with Wakanda, I thought. You like just had like a burst where you got a bunch of stuff painted. Yeah, and then I just completely stopped. Yeah, that's true. Well, you switched. Like you were like right in the stream of it, and then you ended up switching into Defenders when uh, Daredevil got dropped. Yeah. So I it's just painting is what I need to do. That's all. Yeah. Well, like definitely I know that I have uh, like some perfectionist tendencies from my father that are unhealthy and bought my entire life. And it uh, causes some paralysis when it comes to things like painting. And I realized that I don't give a shit about inhumans characters. So who the fuck cares what they look like? So um, I feel like they're going to be a great <laughs> first, first uh, list to give me roll up. So that's usually my problem is I'll get like three or four models in of tabletop. Okay. And then the fifth model, I absolutely hate how it is. And then it just destroys my motivation to do anything else, which is basically what happened to me. And then I've got a second set of resolutions for the year. But Nigel, do you want to do you have any that you want to? Yes, I need to uh, retain my uh, X-Force title at second win three or second, whatever they're second win MCP three and uh, second win MCP three. Yeah, it's the third MCP second. Oh, one, but it's gotcha. like the yeah, sixth, it's, it's like the, the sixth. sixth yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I gotcha. <laughs> so like Mike Nielsen and um, uh, Johnny Pastrami are on notice that I've gotten. I'm coming I was like, you said you want to retain it, but you haven't actually earned it. No, I did. I won the first one. Oh, right. I was yes, for a did. full year the you best X Force player You're right. in North America. You lost yeah. it last year, so you need to, yeah. technically okay. the world, technically the entire world, but technically the entire world. Yeah, but I yeah. just I will admit that they didn't have the opportunity economic situations you know withstanding right. to get here and uh contest me but i still want it basically unopposed it's nice uh, it's nice for you to acknowledge that your privilege may have helped you a little bit but yeah. the the reality is you still have the title it, it was all bootstrapped yeah for sure yeah exactly and then yeah. um and then but yeah so now it's year three i gotta get it you know two out of three you know it's just like a shame that uh i'm not currently the x-force uh you know, world world champion. Yeah. world champion yeah yeah well you are in in my heart if that helps i mean yeah. i know that that's like bullshit but you are in my heart <laughs> no i mean yeah. It's, it's, yeah it's definitely like you know half half as valuable it's like it's up there. it's like <laughs> yeah. it's like a belt yeah. you know yeah it's like yeah. an intercontinental belt versus the world championship belt there you go there you go all right uh, that makes me feel better yeah <laughs> um yeah from a competitive standpoint uh, I want to go to at least two larger scale tournaments this year. Last year, made it to second win. That was the goal to go to at least one. And second win was the key. Um, Adepticon is always going to be difficult for me to go to just because of the time of year that it is. And I'm not going to go this year. But uh, whether it's um, uh, like the Lone Star Open or uh, like, I don't know if Warfare Weekend really counts as a higher level one, but, you know, I'll add it to the the pile, something like that. I'd like to go to two this year, and my goal at second wind is to do 66% better than I did last year. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, take uh, take Midnight Suns back. 
Gar, you got any playing goals this year? Uh, not really. I bet mean, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I can't think of anything I really want to set a goal on. I should just probably play more at this point. But that well, one. you should play as much as you want to play, buddy. Well, yeah, yes. I want to. <laughs> I want to play more. I just don't want yeah. to drive to Des Moines every time I want to play. Well, we gotta. Uh, we gotta get over our stop and start with TTS and just devote to playing some more on TTS so that we get games without making you drive to Des Moines that's, multiple times a week. Too. Yeah. Cause we like, I've, I've got TTS kind of mastered. I can host TTS games and it generally works. Um, it does not work as well if I don't host and I don't know why that is, but it was weird. Yep. But yeah. Okay. Well, I think those are some good new year's goals. Mm-hmm. Um, and like as a side goal, maybe getting Colin to come back and play MCP. Yeah, no, yeah. Yeah, but, yeah. You know, it's a dog shit-ass game. That's what he says. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says. Uh, Man, he said he couldn't podcast tonight, but he is playing Valheim. Ah, uh, classic. I don't even know what he would have to say about the game at this point. I, yeah, I don't know. yeah, exactly. Exactly. When was the last time he, he hadn't played in quite well, a he, while? He played that same yeah. weekend that I played Josh in the... the I beat, oh, he did. You're right, yeah, he did. He was one of my last Sentinel wins. That's right. <laughs> I was feeling pretty good. I'm like, yeah, Sentinel still got it. <laughs> and then, not uh, so no, much. They, they, they don't know. Yeah, yeah, no. They may not. In fact, they may have never had it. Yeah. Is I think the. <laughs> yeah, Ultron two though, pretty solid. Yeah. Well, do we want to do flushers and gushers? Sure. All right. I think I already did my That's flusher. Every... I did yeah. my flusher segment for sure. Yep. <laughs> But yeah, uh, yeah. You want to gush Ultron two, Nigel? Yeah, yeah. Ultron two, uh, a really good model. It's not per. Ultron two is like a really good model. Like it's like hey, he's not perfect, and you can be out of position with him, and it can you can have some frustrating frustrating situations if you play him poorly. But like, uh, um, he feels he feels very like very nice. He improves a lot of factions quite easily. Um, I think like Storm X Men are gonna love him to death. Um, there's a lot of factions. I mean, I think I've already heard people saying that they play him. But I mean, it's just, it's clearly like playing him in X-Force. I'm like, man, if I had the Stormhop, I'd be in a much better spot. <laughs> like, uh, and I think like in Inhumans, he'd be great, you know, if he could uh, get on the roster. Because again, they just, with uh, Medusa, you know, so if you don't want to play CGR, you can play him and Medusa rather than like Miss Marvel and CGR. And probably not lose as much, nearly as much offense as you think you're losing. My only concern with him there would be that Black Bolt already feels like a guy who has both of his feet glued to the floor. Yeah. Um, and like having two models that are like, hey, Medusa, could you give me a lift? Might be like a little bit too much. No, uh, but because um, they, with him, he's like baby Thanos. He's got a terrain throw and a, and a bow. Yeah, that's true. And so you're feeding him power and moving around. He's just very good. And then he's got the four attacks um, on top of it with the two, the grunt attacks. And then the grunts are the nice thing about the grunts is like, they're just, they're just grunts. They like don't do anything. They're not relevant scenario wise, but they're just free damage. They tend to live rent free a lot because of it. Um, and eventually they become wickedly relevant at some point. Like they're just great throwaway attacks to throw in a black cat, you know, people who are notoriously annoying to have to fight. Um, yeah. They're just, uh, they're just, they're, he's just sweet. He got he has almost the total package. So if your list does the things that he doesn't have, which is kind of towed him around a little bit, um, he's busted. He's like super good. And then of course the card. Never play him without the card. Hard lesson learned. Uh, 
I definitely lost a game because I just literally didn't play one card. <laughs> I didn't have one card in my 10, uh, which was the Age of Ultron. Um, just take it. Um, yes. I feel like it's got to be stapled to him. Yeah. And without that, he's way less impressive. Well, you can... I think he still is very good, but you can actually... Like, when you're playing against him, you can actually just be like, well, this model's pretty good. I think I will focus on removing him, and then you can. Yeah. If, if, they, have it, if they have Age of Ultron, you just, like, are like... Like, it's just, like, such a fucking tough decision to decide to put any attacks into him. Yeah. And, and he's, he's pretty good in the CGR, but the thing that's a nightmare for him about the CGR matchup is that he can get pen and stared. Right. And then that's... Just have no to, power and, yeah, yeah. and get so, fucked. Yeah, uh, he he's good against that psychic attack. Like he's defensively mm-hmm. solid. He is. He's, yeah, he's not good. You know, if it goes bad, it's going to go really bad. Yep. All right, Gar, you have any gushers? Uh, I kind of went over. I I would gush uh, Green Goblin would be the one I'd gush the most. Mm. You he just that was the most fun I've had so far with Spider Foes slash Criminals leaderships. It's always been surprising to me, and it's not that I don't think that they deserve or need one i think every affiliation should have like two viable leadership options i think that like if i were get if i had like one if i had a made a set of major complaints against amg's design that would be one of like the top three is that they clearly don't have like a this is what what we need to do when we design an affiliation it's more like here's a handful of models that we want to make and one of them needs to be the leader as opposed to like every every affiliation have an option two, an affiliated three, an affiliated four. It should have like two different leader options. It should have some control. It should have, you know, whatever. Like whatever your list of things that you think it should should have. Um, it doesn't really feel like they think about affiliations like that. But um, I think it's good to have two, and I think Doc Ock is good. But it always shocked me that Green Goblin was so generally considered by the community as like a meh leader because I think he's. I think he's really good. Like, I don't know what people dislike about him. Like, all of his... Like, I know he can't... He's like Wolverine on his backside, right? He can't, like, interact with objectives or pick up uh, pick up extracts. So, like, maybe that's the thing. Um, And I suppose he's, like, a little on the fragile side, kind of, except he's got seven health. Uh, So, I don't know. I don't... I was always confused by what people didn't like about him. Uh, Because, to me, every... Like everything he's got is likable so yep. i don't know i agree um i kind of did it already but i'll just more specifically gush medusa because holy crap what a fucking brilliant amazing model um yeah but extra specially shines with black bolt's leadership the ability to like pass her a power any given turn to be able to use royal decree without her building um is awesome but she also just works so well with his leadership because and at this point, I'm going to talk about like that pack, like playing her with Zemo, like Zemo just like cranks her because um, going from one reroll on Inhumans on her five die builder to getting like a second one with Zemo. Uh, like it, I think I haven't done any of the math, so I don't know. But like in my experience, my gut feeling is that it like kind of like turns a corner on the numbers for her where it seems like she always is building power easily through her builder she's often often hitting the flurry at least on one of them uh which means that she's getting like three attacks a turn 
in addition to being able to pick up a model at range three and throw it. Uh, she just like, she just has so much, like, I hate the term action compression because people use it to mean the same thing as uh, action economy or whatever. Uh, however you want to call it, I would say that she does have action compression because she only gets two actions a turn, but it feels like she's got four. Like, yeah. it's, it's, uh, it is nuts at only four threat. Uh, she's relatively survivable at three. You can't modify into her and she gets a reroll. And then if she's in that Zemo bubble, getting the additional reroll, like she and Zemo are like peanut butter and jelly. They go so well together. Yeah. And, uh, um, the, so she makes good use of the leadership and the taking of the power. Cause she can always kind of use an extra power to do something effectively. But she also is great for the leadership in that because she is making these extra attacks, uh, with hitting the flurries or whatever, uh, she, has a tendency to build quite a bit of power and be able to turn around and hand it out because her throw and her royal decree aren't really that expensive. So she can turn around and, and pass off the power as well. So she just she is just a beautiful piece that works beautifully in her affiliation, but I think is still totally fine outside of her affiliation. Like if I were playing um if I were playing Steve three, I would definitely be playing her because of the ability to like try to force the uh, the flurry have a better chance of forcing the flurry with the leadership. I would play her in uh, a force at least because she's so good. And maybe she doesn't fit the plan for how a force has to play because you're playing she Hulk and you know, six threat or whatever. I don't know about that. I don't know enough about it, but I know I'd be trying her because she's so good. Like she's just a fantastic model, super fun to play, super high impact. Um, never, never not a game changer. So mm -hmm. I, I really, really love her. Any more gushers from you guys? Nope. Any flushers from you guys? Yeah, Battle Realms. That's it. So it's trash. <laughs> yeah, sounds right. <laughs> Battle Realms and Miss Marvel straight to the bottom of the tank. They don't, they, yeah, they don't fucked up Iran. Yep. All right. Is that a cast? That's a yeah. cast. It's good to be back. It's nice yeah. to hear your boy's voice. Uh, yeah. Hopefully, we, I see no reason why we won't be back to our regular Tuesday release schedule. So we'll see yep. you guys next Tuesday. Later. Let's go. There he is. Get in here, you bastard. Yeah. <coughs>
It's supposed Craig's to snow up. again Friday night or Thursday night. Yeah, I think it's Friday night. Um, <sighs> we're supposed to get like place. we're supposed to get like another inch or two tonight, I think, and then yeah, Friday. Snow apocalypse. That's right. Yeah, it's like gonna snow the whole day on Friday. Mm-hmm. At least according to the current uh, current forecast. I'm always. What were you gonna say, Nigel? Oh yeah, I was like, of course the like weather had to be acting up. The guy who sold me the printer is finally like not ghosting me, and he's like, "Gonna go oh, that's good. Yeah. Oh, no, sweet, it's pretty good. But, that's pretty. Um, that's pretty darn good. <laughs> yeah, it's only been six weeks. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> now that we start recording, we're good. <laughs> I mean, like, I guess you cut yeah. this. Uh, whatever, I could go. People, people. I've got like orders there, like cause I started the store in good faith that the printer was going to work, and then it's like now I've got orders that are delayed. You know, they may as well right. understand what's happening. But it's like, um, yeah, you know, because you had like the holidays, and that was like an excuse. And then he just like straight ghosted me for two weeks, and then he finally was like, when I was like basically upping the stakes, he was like, no, no, we'll get, we'll come out. And I was like, okay, fucking a. But of course, we've got like a blizzard, so like they can't commit to this week. Of course, of course. Next week it's just supposed to be like bitterly cold though, not blizzarding. So hopefully, yeah, get their asses out there. Yep. But yeah, I guess I'm back on for maybe making it work still. Well, that's good news. That's yeah. better than the news prior, anyway. So. Yeah. Hey, did you guys know? I guess we probably haven't spent enough money at the Geekery when we go down there. My brother just informed me they got a thirty dollar club that you can buy. That gives you ten percent off the shit. That'd have been yeah. good the time I actually, you know, spent three hundred dollars there. Yeah. I didn't know that till just now. Did they have a club? They call it the Loyal Minion Club, or I don't know what he's. I'd have to look at his receipt again. I see. But you pay thirty bucks, and then you get ten percent off of everything of whatever that is for six months. I just assume that if I spend money at the Geekery, that it's going directly to Shirley's pocket. So I'm, you know, mm-hmm. I'm out on that. <laughs> Not doing it. <clears throat> I can't support his takes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what was their last uh, movie one? Was it soundtracks? Man, I honestly, I've like, uh, I've lost the thread on their whole movie thing. Like their, uh, their categories and their choices just became so like, kind of like off the rails where I was like, what are we even doing? Are we just naming re- movies that we remember? And then they, like, it was clear that they started to just like, be like, pick the category when they did the cast and then all got on their phones and looked up that category of movies and then just named them, which is fine. It's their cast. They do it if they want. But I'm yeah. just like, what is, what is even happening? What is the point of this segment? I don't get it. it it's interesting. Cause like, you know, uh, for example, uh, three weeks ago or so, somebody was like, this comedies and somebody had like, Deuce Bigelow, male Jigelow. Yeah, <laughs> it was Parker. I saw that. He got yeah. blown up. I wasn't going to name any names. Jesus. Everybody knows. We're, know, a kind, but... we're, a, we're a kind and gentle cast. We don't yeah, yeah. call people out. He stands by his pick. I know. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> and he was supported by at least two or three of them. <laughs> I think everybody but Aaron supported him on that pick. So, Wait, hey, everybody hey. supported by Aaron. Are you forgetting somebody on this cast that didn't support <laughs> no, on that cast, I think. Yeah. Oh, on the cast, yeah. Okay. On their cast, I think yeah. everybody but Aaron supported it, and I think Aaron was just indifferent. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyways, um, I thought I just think that yeah, they at least make it a point to like troll the universe with their third picks. 
Well, they also have that the stupid rule where they can't rename a movie that they've said before. Mm-hmm. So, like the very first one, though, they did like their favorite movies. It like locked them out of like five other categories that yeah. they had to fit way better in. But I think this week was well, the one that they played the answers to was uh, sitcoms. <coughs> well, how about you guys? Did you, you know, uh, infamous movies aside, <laughs> did you guys? Since we haven't cast in like it's been like a month. Um, really close. I don't. I don't know that we ever intended to take three straight weeks or four straight weeks off, but you know, well, here we are. I do have some some reviews. Uh, Jack Reacher season two, pretty good. Not as yep. good as season one, but it's entertaining. Yep. Uh, you you're watching it too. I am. I, we watched the first five episodes. I want to say. Yeah. So probably probably finish it tomorrow. But yeah, this season feels much more like a. Uh, usa show you know like it feels more like uh those usa shows like um burn notice and the ones where the guys did like the odd job every it was like oceans 11 with like five guys oceans five that one i don't know what you're talking about but burn notice i definitely agree yeah yeah Yeah, totally and the uh his like love interest is like such a (laughs) she's such like a republican wet dream like (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just like started cracking up. Like she pulls out a gun, she beats like a bunch of guys' ass. But like she had previously just been like, "My dream is really to stop government waste." And I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I have I have been enjoying it. I mean, it's uh, it's a a dumb show, but it's uh, it's fun dumb. I can't. Yeah can't can't knock it for the it, it doesn't it's fun dumb in a in in the right way it lee childs is smart enough to write it that it doesn't fold in on itself it doesn't give you like a brain ice cream brain freeze like um, yeah and he usually he usually kind of lands the plane like it's, it's always like nonsensical garbage but like yeah i always get those movies just offend me when they're just dumb like when they're just mm. like, you just you're getting taken out of it by you know how dumb everybody's reacting to things or how dumb their plots are this one has a little bit of that creeping in because i still kind of like the cast of the cast of characters in this makes it feel like dumber right like the um the two cops the female cop and the um the i guess he wasn't the sheriff um the african-american uh, i can't remember his name from the first season right like they were those characters felt like they had depth and were serious and like took the job seriously and this is i mean part of it's just like that this is that like trope season of like my elite unit uh is getting picked off one by one 20 years after we disbanded the unit now we gotta get it back together like and like that is just like it's such a trope that it it like feels extra cheesy whereas the last one was just the first season was just like a murder mystery you know yeah totally and so I think everybody's just getting their comeuppance. It's also kind of fun to like get their comeuppance. Like Jack Reacher for the entire episode season one, every single person was on notice that he was coming, and it mm-hmm. wasn't. And he he at no point was really inconvenienced. And like he embarrassed them at every interaction. <laughs> yeah, in, in, in in a very satisfying way. You know, like yeah, they met him at a restaurant. They tried to you know, beat the shit out of him to, in the cops. You know, like he just like suffered no consequences, did whatever he wanted, and he was always better and smarter and whatever. And that's fine. But you know, this one, it's like, uh, yeah, he's got like these like 
his cast is like it's better when it's just Jack Reacher basically, and the two yeah. people aren't like his team, and he's like not with them all the time. It's like agreed. Yeah, like I don't mind him with uh, the the sergeant major or whatever you know, that helped him in the last in the yeah. first season. Like she's a good, she's like a good foil to him. Like they are like same same but different, mm-hmm. so they work that those work together. It's the like um, the guy that like. Uh, never misses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the like quote unquote hot chick. Yeah. Uh, Republican wet dream. Like those two just like compound it. And then the cop, like the New York cop uh, that uh, they're like working against, but with, you know, yeah. is like, like it just, it makes it Scooby Doo. Like yeah. it's just, and, like, it's yeah. like, <laughs> and actually that's where the cop, the cop is the one where I'm like, in season one, again, uh, Lee Childs is just smart enough a writer to where you don't get mad at, um, like the movie being unrealistic. But this, so yeah, that the cop is the one where I'm like, you beat the shit out of a cop in broad daylight for literally no, no reason, unprovoked, and then <laughs> you've suffered no consequence. And then also the cop who's been beat up and you're like twice the size of him is like constantly trying to like instigate more fights, uh-huh. and then they a never pay it off. It's just like that whole arc with him is like. It's so, it's it's numbing, like it, yeah. it's jarring. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like when they assault the house with the pipe bomb, and yeah. then he like he they don't like the cops don't bring him in. Like he doesn't just show up with like a squad of like twenty <laughs> fucking police to bring him in. He's just like I thought. I said no more cowboy shit. Yeah. <laughs> they, they, have to, <laughs> they have to go to like the lethal weapon, angry sergeant thing. Yeah, like. What the hell is this? Oh, yeah. Okay. So there was some like ice cream headache, dumb stuff. But. There is, but it's like, it's low key enough. And uh, watching Reacher just beat the absolute ever loving piss out of people is like entertaining enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're there for like the biker gang assault where they, you know, they're like, oh, you know, he's, you know, Jack Reacher's like, okay, well, you know, like if it's your last night. Uh, whatever, make it count. I don't know. We don't even the guy's like, "Oh, you're gonna kill us!" On huh? like, I just like the Jack Reacher being ridiculous. He's he's literally Jack Reacher is you know what was it? What was the thing that um, I was you know on on old Muse? I was talking about like role playing, um, and it was like the 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 douche. I can't remember what they fucking called it, but uh, somebody just brought it up to me recently. Like they still laugh out my like take on people who role play like assholes like they, they've been okay. a character and they're basically just a they're basically just bullying the gm that's <laughs> essentially role initiative uh that's basically what jack reach was doing he's like he knows he's got plot armor he's just yes. yeah he's terrorizing the gm i will say that's one of the most uh the delightful thing about the show that makes it entertaining is that it's that it's never like it, it's pretty stupid, but it's never so stupid that it like totally pulls you out. And then uh, the actor that plays Jack Reacher, he just does such a great job at it. And he's such an absolute fucking mountain of a human that like it, like it really sells everything that's happening. Yeah. Um, Other than the one, <laughs> the one thing that takes me out is just him walking, him doing normal. Oh, just, yeah. He looks like yeah. a ginormous toddler. Like, it's like, dude, it looks like, like like the most unbelievable scene so far is just him walking down the road hitchhiking. I was like, that dude does not walk from town to town. There's no way. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
that was the very first episode of the second season. Like immediately at the beginning, I had to look at Sam, and I'm I was just like, "There's no way that there was one jacket in that thrift shop that fit him, let alone a second fucking jacket in that thrift shop that yeah. fit him perfectly." <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like he has to have his clothes custom made. That guy is a freak. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah, I I agree. Jack Reacher has been enjoyable. I made Andy watch um, Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey. What? <laughs> I what don't know that? what this is. Yeah, it's 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 on the Peacock. It's a horror movie. Um, and uh, yeah, it's apparently I don't know if like Winnie the Pooh's so old, like Disney's losing all these licenses because they're like going to public domain or whatever. But uh, Winnie the Pooh is just Winnie the Pooh: uh, Blood and Honey. And basically, Christopher Robbins grew up and he abandoned Winnie the Pooh. Um, he abandoned Winnie the Pooh in the like backyard and uh, Winnie the Pooh and them all started starving. And so they had to eat Eeyore to survive. And uh, then they, they when they cannibalized Eeyore, they went insane and they vowed to like destroy Christopher Robbins life. And uh, from there, it's basically like Five Nights at Freddy's or something. Only it's the it's the uh, Winnie the Pooh gang. Uh, pretty legit. You see, the budget was a hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> and there's already a sequel, Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey Two, scheduled to come out this year. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, because the premise is like so. Th- I I watched this because I was watching Moist Critical's worst uh, movies of 2023, and this was mm-hmm. in there. And he he was like, he's like, the movies are so stupid, and like, oh, blah, blah, blah. and then one of his like things, he's like, right away, there's just so many ridiculous things that happen, like. Winnie the Pooh basically finds this like girl uh, in a in a barn, and for some reason there's like a wood chipper there, and rather than just throw the wood chipper, he rips her shirt off for some reason, and then her it's like a jiggle physics simulator where you're just like seeing these jigglies, and his eyes literally pop out of his like you know head, and then he throws her in the wood chipper, and I'm like this sounds awesome, like this doesn't sound like the worst movie of 2023, <laughs> this sounds like the best movie of 2023, so I was like Andy, I've been hearing some things about this movie, and. I- and I got him to watch it, and then we we got to that scene, and we were uh, we were playing Dead by Daylight while we were watching it, and we like missed, and we we're like, wait, we he threw her in the wood chipper. Wait, we didn't see the jiggly physics. Like, what happened? And so we had to like rewind it and rewind the scene, and it, like Moist Critical like oversold that scene so hard. We're like, oh come on! And then the rest of the movie, that was the only mo- scene in the entire movie that was like campy like that. Okay, uh, and it. And it was like not nearly as good as Charlie described it or AKI described Charlie describing like he described it like it was awesome. And then when you see it, you're like, uh, OK. Um, and then, um, you know, it's kind of like the nudity was more tasteful, like Oppenheimer, you know, when it when it. So and it's like, I don't want to see just like, yeah, it was really graphic nudity. I want to see like, you know, porn nudity like it's. Yeah, so it was really like a commentary on just how ex- completely exposed emotionally uh, yeah. that the woman was at that point in time. Not really. Wait, about. Yeah, in, exactly. Was it in, Winnie the Pooh's belly that was jiggling that he's talking <laughs> the... Yeah, yeah. Just super excited, just jiggling everywhere. <laughs> yep. But the but the movie, the, I'll say this though: when you watch it, you're like one of the reasons why we kept watching it is it looks great. It looks like it has a budget. Um, the costumes are a little sus. Uh, but like, there's like Dutch angles, the lightings, the cinematography is fantastic. It's like, uh, you know, just like, it looks like a good movie. Like the, you know, as a person who watches a lot of schlock, I was not expecting 
it to be that like good looking. Like it looks like somebody who knows what they're doing. Made yeah, it. this this person went to film school 100. percent And uh, so that was cool because it like helps you. The, that helps those movies a lot when they just look good. And then um, there there were scenes that were pretty worth it too. Just like that were so stupid. Uh, like a, a lot of the kills are creative and pretty entertaining. At least at least we thought so. I mean, that's, uh, I think, the defining characteristic of whether or not these types of movies are good. Like, either it's rote or <laughs> do they do they cause you to have, like, that visceral reaction where you go, like, oh, like, when there's a kill? If yes, then yeah. the movie is great. It's, like, done its job. And if yeah. not, then it's total trash. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, I guess I'm going to give it, like, a 6 out of 10. But it's worth watching. A six out of ten is pretty good for the movie called Winnie the Pooh: Blood and Honey. So, yeah, I particularly given that it currently has a three percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I don't know if I've ever seen <laughs> a sub like a sub seven percent, fifty percent audience score. Though, come on, yeah, that's true. That's true. It does, have, it does have a fifty percent audience score. It almost yeah. was fresh. <laughs> <laughs> so close. <laughs> so close. <laughs> <laughs> as Andy after like the first 20 minutes you know and he was like uh, uh, pretty mad that Andy usually VJs the the stuff that we stream or we're playing and he was pretty salty that like he had the controls res- wrestled from him so he kept the hovering over the like whenever he hovered over it, and you could like pause or slash you know see the menu fun features the on uh, Peacock, it tells you the Rotten Tomato score, and he's just always like hovering over the Rotten Tomato score, <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> just kind of keep reminding us what's going on. But yeah, it's like yeah, yeah, fifty percent audience score though, Andy. Fifty percent—that's pretty good. That's like that's Piranha three D. That's Piranha three double Ds. <laughs> Fantastic. <clears throat> well, uh, I watched the. Uh, 1970s i'm pretty sure it's like 78 uh film sorcerer with my oh. brother have you guys seen that uh, it, i don't know if i have it is uh william friedkin uh exorcist um it's it's his movie and it's based on a novel i'm trying to remember the name of the novel um and there were previously like there was like a French version of the movie made based on that novel. Um, but uh, it's not about uh, magic users at all. Sorcerer is the name of one of the trucks. Um, and uh, it's basically like these these uh, men uh, from all around the globe end up in South America for uh, various reasons. One of them is um committed one of them's a frenchman he's committed like uh embezzlement and money laundering and is about to be exposed uh because of like a change in the government or whatever something along those lines and so he flees to south america instead of spending his life in jail um another one is like uh roy roy scheider is a uh uh gangster who like hit a rival gangsters uh business but then like uh, the car ended up crashing on the getaway and he was the only one to escape. And now the mob boss is like hunting him down to try to kill him. So he flees to South America. Right. So it's like all these guys end up South America. They end up in this, uh, in this camp, um, uh, like a work camp or whatever down there. 
um, mining camp working for evil, an evil mining corporation Mm -hmm. and, um, or drilling, sorry, drilling. And like, uh, there's some terrorist guerrilla attacks because of South America and the, uh, oil drill or one of the oil wells, um, gets destroyed and they have to, uh, cap the line, but in order to cap the line, they need an explosion and the closest, uh, dynamite is like extremely unstable and it's whatever, however many miles into the jungle that they have to travel with it. So this is all the setup. This is like the first, mm, I want to say like the first third of the film is like all this setup. And like, while I was watching it, I was almost just like, this doesn't feel worth it. I can't believe that William Friedkin thinks this is his best movie. (laughs) So, um, but, uh, then you get into them actually transporting. So the, these guys basically like they're going to make enough money to get out of their situation by agreeing to like, take this job. That's, uh, essentially like a suicide job. And they've got to transport this unstable dynamite, uh, through the jungle in these two trucks. Um, basically like untamed jungle. Uh, uh, and, uh, if they can do it, they'll end up making like enough money that they'll be able to pack up and leave and like relocate somewhere where, um, their life won't be so hard or whatever. Right. So it's like all is set up to get these guys into a position to run the suicide job. And then the film was in time cause it's the seventies. So it was all shot like on location. There's a sequence where they're crossing the bridge with these giant military trucks and it's this like extremely like rickety rope bridge, wood bridge uh, across this massive rushing raging river, and mm-hmm. um, like it's incredibly intense. Uh, and they uh, they built the bridge over. I guess they built the bridge over um, like a river in I want to say like Peru maybe or somewhere in Central America, and uh, the river dried up on them. It cost them a million dollars to build this bridge so that they could like put the trucks on it. Uh, but uh, so they like relocated and rebuilt the bridge in Mexico on a river that like everyone was like, this river hasn't run dry in like 150 years or whatever. And then it had started to run dry, like after they got the bridge built. <laughs> and uh, so they had to like, they just like uh, brought in like pumps and fans and like other things in order to make the river look uh, raging and deeper than it was. But apparently it was still like pretty perilous. Uh, the trucks like slid off the um, the the bridge uh, a few times during uh, production and people were injured and got sick and so on and so forth. Um, but uh, uh, Roy Scheider said that it made filming Sorcerer, like that's just like the most extreme example of like a scene in it that was like really like caught your attention and is amazing and i think it's like probably the scene that people when they talk about the movie like probably you know like uh when i got on boards afterwards to see like what did other people think about this like Mm -hmm. everybody everybody mentions this like river crossing scene but there's a lot of other scenes of them like moving the trucks that are like through these super tight ravines or needing to get by like a fallen tree that no one can possibly like it's the size of like you know 25 men or whatever and they've got to somehow get past this down tree and uh, there's just a variety of things that happen throughout it that's like pretty intense pretty nerve-wracking like you really you really do like feel the struggle and the tension of their like of their their journey and their task and it's just extremely well shot and it's unfortunate that that's like 
half or less than half of the total movie runtime is that. So there's a lot of stuff that you just kind of have to like soldier through um, to get there with like all the setup. And it's kind of lazy about getting there. And a lot of the storyline isn't, it it either isn't explained or it doesn't make a ton of sense. Um, There's one character that's one of the four guys that make this journey or this track that take on this job that like, you're just like, why is he here? And even if I can think of a reason why he's here, I don't understand why he would need to take this suicide mission. So like, it just, it's confusing setup and it's a lot to sit through, but I will say it is some like masterfully shot, um, sequences when they're in the jungle that is worth watching the movie for if you're a cinephile and if you like those sorts of things yeah but um uh i start like about 45 minutes in the movie i looked at my brother and i was just like i don't know if i'm gonna be able to make it through this and then it got to the jungle sequence and at that point like i couldn't like i i couldn't tear my eyes off of it so yeah um uh i won't say it's a really good movie because it has a lot of flaws but it has some like really awesome sequences in it so i if you've never seen sorcerer and you're a cinephile i would recommend it okay yeah i'm on imdb kind of watching the previews now looks yeah pretty, pretty cool yeah yeah there's some shit that happens in the that you're just like oh fuck man <laughs> like yeah yeah that bridge scene looks pretty crazy yeah it's like it's, some over cliff scenes and stuff yep yep it's pretty intense and then the characters are also um like they're all people that like you really identify with because you come through the journey with them. And so you like grow kind of attached to them and their survival and you're rooting for them. But at the same time, you like recognize that most of them are giant pieces of shit. That's how they've ended up in South America in the first place. And like, none of them deserve any kind of redemption really. Like one of them is a Palestinian terrorist and, uh, you know, he just, like, bombs and kills people at the beginning. And, like, you know, whatever your position on Palestine and Israel, I hopefully yeah. we all agree that the terrorism portion of it is the bad portion. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, uh, you know, so one's a, one's a Palestinian terrorist. Like I said, one's, like, this embezzler, uh, like, uh, ultra-wealthy, uh, you know, criminal from France. One of them's just a fucking gangster thug like they're just all of them are just shitty humans but like you do like the their plight is so intense that you just kind of like bond with them anyway yeah so yeah yeah it looks pretty cool also it's like shot in kind of a nice um i don't know what the film is like 40 millimeter or whatever the, the shit yeah. that tarantino uses whatever uh it's what yeah. used that like but it's clearly shot like on modern film and like it still looks good right and no, it's, it's definitely it definitely has like a timeless shot to it because like like I recognize it's from the seventies and it's a movie that feels like it's from the late seventies, early eighties, uh, for various reasons like clothing and whatnot. But like yeah. not the actual like film itself, you know, like not the there's nothing dated about the techniques or the way it was shot um, because I think it sounds it's from the things I was reading. It sounds like Friedkin was like pretty relentless about you know the like the old like this shots lived in my head for however many years and we're gonna do this until we get it um yeah so wages of sin maybe that's the name of the book wages of something i think okay not that it's pre-ramble topic but i guess they just uh clarified uh red skull three's leadership oh 
like three hours ago. Three hours ago. Yep. Someone just posted it in our Discord. Oh. So I was looking it up while you were talking about the movie. I guess I didn't know what the everybody was talking about, what they were trying to figure out where the timing ended. But I guess no, the, the concern was that they would rule such that um uh I see. Uh the concern was that they would rule such that uh you had to do it in your modification step because it's a dice modification, in which case you would never get to explode the critical. Um, and I think that was the major rule, but also just for the purposes of some things, like it's like, does it most people assume that it's supposed to work like reality, Jim? Oh, did you cut out? He did cut out. Did we lose him? He did. Rolls dice. Oh, you cut, you cut out for a big chunk there. Wait. You cut really? out at what we pro- yeah you cut out at what we probably think was the reality gem. Weird. Okay. Comparison. So okay. So uh, I guess a lot of people, most people, myself included, assume that it's supposed to work like the reality gem. The reality gem, you get to just choose when you're doing it. Like you're like, okay, now I'm gonna I'm gonna treat this as a a crit. Uh, if it worked like Malekith or Domino, then you have to declare it before you're the defender rolls their dice. So you don't get to see the defense dice before you that's, decide whether or not to use it. That's how they ruled it. That's how they ruled it. Oh, okay. And I was going to say, then the other thing was if it's a dice modification, people worried that it would happen in the dice modification step. So you would never get to explode your criticals. So that was the confusion about it, but well, I, I may be, I may be misreading it, but the leadership is used at the end of step six of the timing chart, which is roll attackers dice pool. So you have to declare it at the end of that before defender rolls their dice, then you resolve crits. Okay. This is a big thing. When I first started playing, I go to KC tournaments. Um, uh, like sometimes I'll just like dilly dally. I'm not doing it for information. I'm just like shaking my dice and thinking about like something else. And then the attacker, like I surely was the one who really like was hammering. It's like, you have to like, if you're attacking, you have to roll before the defender or like, like, yeah, like it's not enough that you have to modify your dice before the defender. That made sense right away, but the having to roll your dice was like what? Like why? Who cares? You know, like the rolls are coming. Like so, this makes this. And he said something. You know, like I, he probably told me, but I didn't understand the rules enough to be like that. Seemed uh, you know nitpicky or whatever. Like that's like pissing your pants about drawing a card before you untap your lands type shit. Um, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. But yeah, now I'm seeing this. It's like, oh my God. So that I now know in retrospect what they were on about with like the yeah. attack having to roll their dice. Yeah. Well, I'm really bad about rolling my defense dice before, well, before I should. I think everybody, everybody is. Everybody shortcuts yeah. it. Everybody just is like, okay, that's, uh, I'll just roll it, you know? Yeah. But like, I'll there tell is you this a- though. When I'm rolling, when I'm rolling my defense dice, I sure shit notice when the attackers stall it. <laughs> I'll be like, "Roll your fucking dice!" I just, ah. it's like, it's the only thing I get snippy about. I wouldn't say snippy, but I definitely am like, get those dice in the tray, dude. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. But that's only because I was yelled at so many times about it. Well, and there is, there's like it, it doesn't matter like ninety eight percent of the time, but the times it does matter, it matters. Like, yeah, you know. So I don't know. Just, just, just play right. But yeah, I think it speeds up the game too because like, um, that's my thing is I'm always worried about being rolling my defensive dice on my opponent's time and then getting called out for being too slow or something. Yeah, and then by doing it, I always give information I shouldn't before they make choices. Yeah, it also means I think that you can't modify a skull 
that you got off of a crit explosion uh, because that yeah. happens at a different it happens at a different step. So you can't like roll you can't like just use it to get an extra success. Yeah, which you can do with the reality gem, I believe. So um, so it's a little worse than it could be, but it's not as bad as it could have been. So that's good. The one ruling I find really strange. Someone asked if you could choose just to lose the health instead of the power. And the ruling was the character will lose power if it has any power to lose at the at the appropriate time and only suffers damage. Oh, shit. That's not the ruling I was looking for. But you can't choose. You have to spend power. If you don't have power, then you take the damage. But yeah, the, the leadership it, reads pretty clearly that that's the case. So, no, well, that, that was the, I was reading the wrong line. Uh, if the leadership is used, the attacking character pays the cost after the attack is resu- resolved. So you yeah. get to build power from that attack before you even. Yeah. Yep, that's I, how I, always thought, I always thought you had to do it right then and there, like Malachite no, and Domino. Uh, no, the the leadership specifically calls out that it ha- that that the payment happens after the attack's resolved. It does. I just assumed it was the other way without fully ever looking at them. Yeah, it's uh, it's actually like it's nice that that's how it works from a like it makes it better standpoint. But I actually low key hate that that's how it works when playing against somebody, because I feel like it's such an easy thing to forget to do uh, when you delay it to like pay for it, you know, and you'll be like, Oh yeah, I have power. I'll take this power off uh, after this attack's resolved. And then you get into like a multi-step deal uh, on resolving your attack or whatever. And then you just forget to take the power off. So it makes me feel like when I'm playing against it, that like I need to be watching my opponent to like make sure that they remember it because it'd be like the second set of eyes. But like, that's one of those things where you do it and then you feel like you're being like an asshole pointing it out. Like, when do you point out that they haven't paid the power or ask about it? Like, I just, I just kind of hate it for that reason. Yeah. I'm, I'm getting over my hate of that. Like this game breaking me of my social mores of like wanting to remind somebody about incinerate and then feeling bad about it. I'm like, at this point, just remind them. Like, if they get mad, it's on them. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. you know, you, you should have to, every role, remember Incinerate, remember this, remember that, remember Stun. Yeah. Yeah, or, or, or you have the effect of me and Josh's last game where he reminds me after I already rolled, and I rolled my two dice, got three successes, and then he's still... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's all... You get the the, uh, the look when that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely. The, uh, I, are you sure you rolled two dice and i'm like yes i got a crit right here oh i see yep (laughs) yeah i believe that my exact uh exact phrasing there was three blocks on two two dice a yeah (laughs) yeah the classic i feel like you get three blocks on two dice more than you get three blocks on three dice i just feel like that's just the truth i think you're 100 percent correct Yeah, I don't. I don't need uh, Vince's calculator to tell me that that's just one hundred percent accurate. Um, <laughs> anything else we want to go on about in the old pre rambles? I'm trying to think. I definitely have watched quite a few things. Let's see. I finished uh, the Blue Eyed Samurai, uh, and that finished quite nicely. Uh huh. Um, it's definitely like a well done piece of piece of media. I think yeah. it's worth watching. Like the storyline is is solid. Um, it's not the greatest thing that's ever been made. It didn't make me weep tears of blood and gnash my teeth and wail, but it's, uh, it's good. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's well done. Um, and I'm looking forward to future seasons of it. Uh, I mean, I had Kenneth Branagh and George Decay in it, so, you know, it can't, yeah. can't be bad. Uh, so recommend that. Uh, and then, um, Oh, <laughs> 
So I watched, this is going to be a weird one. If anybody else watches this based off my recommendation, because I'm curious what other people think. Um, after we finished watching uh, Blue-Eyed Samurai, uh, my girlfriend was just like, well, let's see if there's any other anime we watch. I was like, sure. So we scrolled through and we saw a trailer for um, a show called Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix. Uh-huh. And I guess uh, it's Ubisoft, the video game company, right? Like, I guess they have a show called Blood Dragon or something that uses some of their properties. I'm not 100% certain on that. I haven't seen it and I haven't yeah. like really dug into it. But anyway, um, so this is like an 80s synthwave pixel, sometimes pixel art or like pixel video game, 8-bit video game style animation. Other times more regular anime style sometimes uh live action with like anime backgrounds or rotoscoped or whatever however mm-hmm. you call that stuff um but it's all ubisoft characters and it's a cyberpunk story and it is like you watch it's only six 22 minute episodes so like you basically just blow right through it um we started out watching it because it looks silly the first episode was very silly and we enjoyed the silliness of it enough that we kept watching it. And then by the end of it, we were like, well, fuck, that was like a real story. Like, <laughs> um, the I think it also helped that it called out like some games that I have a fondness for that I hadn't thought about in a long time. Um, the fact that Sam Fisher from the Splinter Cell series is like a character in this cyberpunk world and specifically like what his character is, is pretty, it was pretty awesome for me um uh he's like wheelchair bound obviously like things went poorly for him uh as a secret agent of the government and uh he has no legs but then he like assaults this base and like takes out all these guards uh with just his arms and his stumps and it's like it's a pretty uh hilarious uh segment um but like there's like a very like classic uh cyberpunk story about um you know humanity's natural inclination to self-destruction and uh you know corporate control and like characters switching sides that you don't think you're going to and there's just like a lot packed into it and it was uh super enjoyable like like i said it's whatever three less than three hours like it's essentially a mo- like a long movie um and uh i uh, both both my girlfriend and i enjoyed it so much i would definitely recommend it to anybody that enjoys any of those themes that i just described as part of it because it's like it's just wacky silly and then you start being like oh i like this character or oh i like am really kind of digging this storyline and i don't know if i was just like we are both like in a weird headspace that night, so it hit, or if it's like actually good. So I'm, I would like other people to watch it and tell me what they think. Okay, it, what, what is this on? It's on Netflix. Oh, booth. You don't have the Netflix, I take it. Netflix is the one uh, that's like consistently shitty enough. I'm like, why am I paying for this? <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, it was on. It's on Netflix, uh, but yeah. maybe you can find it elsewhere. Maybe yeah, I'm I don't know. Currently, I'm only on Amazon Prime and Peacock. Peacock is because. Okay use instacart and it comes free with instacart i see amazon prime is the same that prime oh and i yeah. have disney plus because they did a yearly resub <laughs> so i was like jesus christ i'm stuck with it for like eight more months <laughs> well shit yeah 
Well, maybe, maybe, shows. Maybe, maybe they'll combine with something else or whatever. Uh, Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe they'll take over Netflix. Yeah. Um, I feel like there is like at least one or two other things I watched. I mean, we've been we've been uh, on break yeah. for long we enough. I have to. We've missed four weeks of cast and haven't actually yeah. cast for five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Is it really? Has it really been five weeks? Yeah, I, I, I looked it up when we were talking. Shit. We, we the last time we actually cast or talked together was five weeks ago, but we had a yeah. cast on the books for that week. So we're gonna have to build like a a whole new. We're gonna have to rebuild our fan base. Our listenership yeah. has probably just disappeared into the woods. <laughs> yep. Yep. Um, there's no more. Is there a cast this week? So the people who cared are gone. That's yeah. true. <laughs> that's true yeah granted i think the content for everybody else has been a little bit uh, slow too except for infamous they dropped like 20 fucking episodes in like the christmas yeah what's really weird is that they dropped that wtc episode and i like that the shelf life on that being something you want to listen to is like they missed that window <laughs> yeah i mean i was still i was still engaged with it listening to yeah. it but yeah i i get what you're saying I, yeah yeah i was really busy and i thought about listening to that one i'm like i don't really want to listen about the wc anymore yeah exactly that's what I was, I was like listening to it uh they it just like took so long for them to uh, like tell everybody's lower backstories it's like i'm okay I'm, I'm getting tired and then uh yeah um and yeah, the thing happened, and I've already heard from a lot of them, you know, either a person or on their own podcast and stuff. So it's like you're just getting the a repeat of what what you're hearing from other. Like, oh Jesus, it's almost like uh, you know that first time when you like see a comedian's like on a Netflix special, and then you go see them live, and it's it's the Netflix special again, and you're like, oh what the hell? <laughs> like <laughs> they just say the same thing every week. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, yeah. Uh, that's that's what it felt like. Um, it does. I watch. What's that? Uh, I was gonna say the big thing for, about that cast was I thought that they like really focused on their like. Yep. Uh, hopefully we get like a some sort of uh, a, a council or whatever for yeah for a commission for this before uh, it comes around in February again because otherwise it's just gonna be every man for himself. And it's like, well, I don't think that there's gonna be uh, a, a council here in the next like three weeks. So. Yeah, but I also I yeah that was the other thing too. They couldn't even get past the intros before they were like making it like, and I feel strongly about there needing to be a council. And it's like, ugh, like uh, you like know, a council was, to decide teams or to decide teams who should go, who's who's good enough in the U.S. meta to go to the represent the flag. And it's well, like only uh, none of them because we didn't win. Exactly. So it's like, what is the stupid council nonsense? And, you know, are we going to use ELO, M- MMR, and then we're going to uh, blah, 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 just use, like, uh, TTS, T- you know, we're going to use um, Longshanks rankings, and, like, I just, I don't know. It's just, like, it, it's exhausting. Just, just them getting, broaching the topic exhausts me, especially when the people, they're they're creating a problem away front of the horse, like, because my understanding is that they want to double the tables next year, and basically it's, like, it is the Wild West. If you just want to go, you can have 20 teams, you know, like uh, until they say differently, just shut up and just take the teams you can take. If like you've got five people willing to pay, you know, five people dumb enough to pay to go, then do it. You know, oh, so that's the big thing is it's how many people are willing to go there for that kind of yeah. the commitment and money cost is the big one. Who cares if they're good enough? Yeah. You got. But yeah. I don't think they're at the point now where they're going to like limit it to like 
three, there's only going to be three U.S. teams. Like, I think if you, they had five Swedish teams last year, I think if they could have five U.S. teams, they'd be fine. Yeah, I agree. But no, no, they got to, they got to create a problem and then put it in front of the horse and then make it so like, stop, like they're just like mentally can't possibly. And I think last year it was just like a close call. Like people signed up for teams independently and people were just like paid. I remember at Adepticon, people were like, you know, panicking and trying to pay before they thought slots would fill up or whatever, you know, like, yeah, like, oh my God, that team already signed up. Oh, let me get you money right here at the bar on the spot. You know, like there, uh, it was, yeah. Like, um, I think they're worried that that's like, that wasn't an issue last year. That was an issue you created, you conjured and you, you willed that into being by just having, being high anxiety. Like, yeah, I mean, I think that there was a cap on the number of teams he was going to take last year, which I think is why people were concerned about it. Well, how but, did you get to five Swedish teams? Uh, I don't, I can't, I don't know. I can't tell you the answer to that, but I do know that there has to be like the space only holds so many people at some point. So, or there's only so much terrain or yada. yada, well, yada. La- well, now they're doing it. That's the thing is like this last year they had, I think two other, they definitely had war machine going on. And I think they had something else. Now there's, now it's just MCP and it's the same venue. So you can yeah. basically double. I think, again, I think they were yeah. saying in the post thing that they're going to double. The- I think when they, yeah. I think when it comes to spending, you know, whatever, a grand on a plane ticket and lodging and so on and so forth, and like a, a massive trip, everybody knows that they need to plan for it. So they just like there to be some sort of yeah. organized plan laid out in front of them, which I get. Like, I, I totally understand that. But uh, yeah. yeah. As what, far I, as... what I see is gatekeepery bullshit. I don't think of like organized high anxiety planners. I think of like gatekeepery. Oh. Boy, that was sure bummed me out if like five people I think are good aren't going because five people I don't oh. are good, you know, or whatever. That was like the exact opposite of their take on the cast. Okay, good. Shoof. Oh, you didn't listen to the cast. Yeah. Th- no, that I, was... They started saying that shit in the intro. They couldn't even get past the introductions. And I'm like, I'm out. I no. can't. I'm not going to listen to like. Oh, no, they're exact. They're, they're exact. Uh, they're, it, literally every single one of their points was like, uh, th- as many people should get to go as can go. And people that have already gone should sit on the sidelines. And, like, like literally yeah. every one of them has that opinion. Okay. So, yeah. Whew. So, yeah, you're misrepresenting them here. Uh, no. <laughs> Not entirely. Well, I mean, yeah, I listened to... You wouldn't want to cancel otherwise. I listened to the whole... Ca- they want to cancel because they don't want it to just be, like, uh, if it is limited, they don't want it to just be a Wild West free-for-all of, like, Aaron puts down his 500 bucks first and he gets a team. And have Brandon and- Andrews making Team Snooty oh. down in Florida just bullying. Yeah. I think they specifically multiple of them made the point where they did they were like we don't want it like it would suck if this became like War Machine where it's like the old boys club where it's the same five people like their friends they get That was the council like, though. Here. That's literally what the council like that's what that's what throws me off is that they all want this council. And then they're like a lot of times they'll coin it, they'll phrase it as in like we don't want to be like War Machine. Well, if you have a council, that's what it's gonna be. Who's on this council? Who's this like yeah. magnanimous that was the that was the point of their discussion of like we would like an organizing body because it helps keep things organized but like how do you pick it like if you have a an unbiased uh like uh you know if you have your philosopher king and they get to pick who goes then like the life is great but how do you find the philosopher king that was like a, lo- a long portion of the cast was discussing that oh well, crap, maybe I will give it a listen. <laughs> okay. I actually, like, really did enjoy that cast. So yeah. I was surprised. Like, I get the notion of, like, I don't care about WTC. Now that's in the rear view. I get yeah, that's it. Like, I, I, totally, I, totally, I totally agree with that yeah. statement in general. I'm surprised that they didn't release it earlier than they did. Uh, it kind of feels like something that they recorded and forgot about. 
um, in that regard. Uh, but uh, I like enjoyed listening to it. I enjoyed hearing their thoughts about it, um, their takes on the. There's like a lot of like uh, like pseudo dated like uh, time capsule like takes on the meta and what they're expecting because like the erratas had just dropped before they recorded it. Um, and so they were talking about like their last minute scrambles. Cause I think this is like literally the week before or like, like, like shortly before everyone was getting ready to fly out, um, yeah. to the tournament when they recorded it. So they were just talking about their prep and like how the erratas had changed their prep and like what they were expecting, like lists had just gotten posted. So maybe it was like two weeks before. I don't know. I, I found it interesting, but uh, the WTC is also something that like I would be interested in playing in at some point. So maybe I found it interesting because of that. Um, yeah. I it was it's certainly not like the most interesting cast, and it would have been better to listen to it closer to the WTC. But I don't think it was completely worthless or anything. Uh, yeah. But I do I do understand the the viewpoint of uh, the window has passed. I totally get that idea. I'm like uh, I was probably like one of the few niche people that like it hit for so yeah well that's cool um but other than that other than infamous it's been a slow take and then mcp yeah. hasn't made it any better by releasing anything cool although we did get the announcement that uh you know x-men are getting like all the drops in march 1st but nobody's yep. getting anything till then yeah i am not the rival rival panels in three weeks and uh, it is in february yeah yeah which like every time i see that black panther i get Somehow, I thought I had peak low levels of enthusiasm, but now, like, I'm like in such an like every time I see it, I'm just like, how did I get less excited than no excitement for this? Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just like I don't, I don't care about this model at all. Its rules like shit, and I have no interest in playing it. Yep. It was so. like they had to just make something so that Wakanda players are like, I'm, we're getting something, I guess. But I mean, they literally just did in Baku. I don't know. Right. I don't know. But yeah. Yep. Like, let's just make this right around the corner. Let's go. Bishop is right around the cor- corner. Yep. Yeah. Just going to be serious. What do you guys think? It's coming out March 1st. March 24th, I think, is Adepticon or 20th or 24th. Is that enough time where you think Adepticon will be affected by the release of X-Men? hundred percent yes. people. There will be a plenty of people playing playing those models. Plenty yeah. of people, but what do you think Pat Dunford will be playing him? I don't think Pat Dunford's coming to Adepticon this year. But if he was? No. And then do you think like any of those dudes, you know, like the Sooners and the I think the guys that Yeah, I think the guys that play X Men are gonna play them. You know, like I think Ghostier play is gonna play new x-men there will be one new x-men in his list i'd be shocked honestly if ghost deer and vodka blitz had the new x-men in their list well maybe not because they not if they've spoiled like yeah some of those guys have probably already played 200 tts games with nightcrawler but nightcrawler and shadowcat have been spoiled one of them will make their list probably probably nightcrawler um but yeah no i i would be i would be very surprised if one new x-men didn't make it into like the top tier x-men players lists just the only reason why i bring this up is because two years ago when it was the first con back from covid was like malekith came out basically in the same window um prior he he might even come out in february i can't remember his actual release date but he wasn't really there you know at adepticon and then he was strictly busted for the entire year going after. So, uh, yeah, it was just a weird 
like nobody adopted him for some reason and until at, like two weeks later he was like the only thing anybody talked about for the entire like rest of the year so i was just wondering if like these x-men will have that same pe- people are so like oh i don't know it's not enough time to get like a lot of data and then they panic and then they play yeah. like as soon as Deptagon May- happens, they all Maybe. I feel like there's a bit of a difference between playing a seven threat model with a character that no one cared about versus playing like a beloved three or four threat like in your 10 man roster that is affiliated with what you're playing. So I think that'll go ahead. Oh, the counter the counter to my point would be um, at second wind, like four people played Sentinels like the two days after Sentinels. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) But none of those players were like they were all playing for the wooden spoon. They weren't playing for. To win the whole right, thing. right. Um, so yeah, I think the other thing that may complicate your question is timelines. Um, so I think you'll see a bunch of people like if people if people are playing timelines, everyone that's going to be playing timelines. I think X Men is like one of the front runner lists as one of the three set of lists in this year's timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, and like all those characters are legal for it, so I think that like extra increases the chances that they get played. Hmm. So uh, if timelines pops off, which it kind of seems like a bunch of like content creators are doing timeline testing and whatnot. Um, so I kind of feel like it's going to have like a pretty good turnout at Adepticon. Mm-hmm. Um, and in that case, I feel like anybody that's competitive is yes, they're probably playing an X-Men list. Maybe um, I think, I was talking with Aaron about the timelines because he's planning on playing it um, and he was getting ready to register. So uh, when we were at uh, uh, Aaron, our Aaron, not uh, mm-hmm. not infamous Aaron, but uh, um, uh, he was getting ready to register and he wants to, he's also talking, thinking about playing Midnight Suns in the main event or whatever. So we were just talking uh, timelines and list building and kind of going through it. And I think Web Warriors, X-Men, uh, x-force like you're either going to be playing um x-men or x-force i think a lot of the times um i probably would lean towards x-force but maybe people that are more comfortable playing uh storm's leadership or whatever would be playing X-Men. Not, uh, she's not in or is it is it cable is it or sorry is it uh it's cyclops, cyclops in uh, uh xavier oh xavier that's right yeah yeah so there you go 